Coming up on today's show, we're joined by two very special guests to celebrate our 100th episode, Pixel Candy's Game of the Year, the best games of 2023, and much more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly podcast covering everything on the latest in gaming, news, movies, television, and pretty much all things nerdy. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here with my returning co-host, as always, the controller snapping Sanchacho, Mr. Braga85. Brian, it's episode 100. Can you believe that we actually like made it? And now it's, people can see our ugly mugs. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised that in 100 episodes, I never actually snapped a controller. So, and there have been some times. There have been, there some, have been some off air times. Oh uh, getting God. audio not going and then going and then shitting the bed where, yeah, you were oh. you were on the verge. I think if oh. you had one like in hand, it would have I'm been. I'm talking about playing games, man. I tried to play Returnal <laughs> like nine times this year and almost snapped several dual senses trying to just play that game. I'm just not for the souls likes. You know what I'm saying? It's not. not You'll get me. to it one it's day. It's not good. We, no, you know, I'm old. I'm, I got these old bones. These old hands can't move fast <laughs> enough. I'm games. feeling like, that too. Trust me, the Honestly. the arthritis in the hands is a real thing. Um, not is. to be joked about. <laughs> but anyways, episode 100. This, you know, yes. listen, we've talked about this before. We're going to introduce everybody else because I'm really excited. It, very few podcasts make it past episode three, and we should pull up the stats at some point. Very few podcasts make it past episode three. Even fewer make it past ten. We're in like the top zero 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 one percent for making it to 100. I mean, crazy. So yep. thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, <laughs> hopefully you're entertained if you've been listening for 100 episodes. Yeah. And to, ah, you got a problem. <laughs> and to anyone watching this, because this is the thing. This is the first episode. If you are listening to this, like we are recording this, it'll be on YouTube um, if you're listening. So you can check it out. And I don't know if you don't know what we've looked like and you want to see that. Like, here we, we are. Our, do we match our voices? Yeah, because that's always a trippy thing. Hearing a voice for a long time and then matching the face doesn't always go well. Um, but I like I don't know who like this is the thing trying to get an audience that listens to a podcast to now watch a podcast. I'm honestly anticipating that no one watches this, but that is okay because that's what I thought about the podcast in general. And here we are. Well, for the so, ones who are watching, let's introduce the other two. Yes, um, of course. Returning to celebrate today, we have none other than the Curly J. Are you ready for this? The JG. The Covert late night chorizo grilled cheese maker, the one and only Curly Joosh, Joosh Garcia. What's going on? Oh, hello! Wow, what a great intro. Still, <laughs> yes, it's very true. Still, uh, thank you, thank you for bringing me back again. I'm very excited to hear what this list comes down to, and I am so confused because if we've never had a real controller snap on like on air, I guess. Like, like, I want to know when you did. Like, I want to know if that... The, you, the I mean, did you? This is... Line. We're alluding to the fact you have the, the you know, I... anger within to just do it. But I don't think you've done it. Have you? You remember, you remember Alex Rupolo? Yes. Alex Rupolo shattered a controller once. <laughs> thrown it at the wall. <laughs> and it was shortly after that I got upset playing that same game. I don't even remember what it was. I think... You know what it was? It, what's that one? Toy Story 2 for PlayStation no, 1. That game no, is no. absolutely infuriating. No, what's the one? Hunter Hunted? What's that one where you're in the shadows and you have to you have to take you're you're like some guys watching you through cameras. Oh man. Manhunt. Manhunt. We were yeah. playing Manhunt on the hardest difficulty. He threw a controller at the wall and the next day I snapped a PS3 controller in half. 
So that's, I think, where it comes from. But but also, the reason you gave me that name is because I would talk about how I almost wanted to snap a controller from every difficult point from that point on. Yes. And that's where it comes from. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad there's something there. I'm glad. It, was it horizontal or was it vertical? Like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing? I, I feel like cracking it horizontally, you'd have to be like kratos to do that um it was definitely vertically like down the like controller Perfect. down the middle that's vertically i guess the other way that is uh, well is i feel like an if you're throwing it like an underhand boomerang type toss yeah. would be a real good one to just whip it into a wall and have it like stick out right you know? yeah i think so but of course last and not least a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine coming back for the 100th episode. It wouldn't be the 100th episode if you didn't come back for this. So, of course, the Ginger Ninja, the Got Too Much Kush. It's his favorite name he's ever you used. Gotta, you got to re- retire that name. <laughs> Mr. Bricks and Bottles. Hey, you've leveled up. You, you had Mr. Bricks and Bottles. <clears throat> the Friendly Red Fox is now kind of your, your current one, which I really dig. Mr. Derek Legasic. What's going on, man? Thank you, thank you. Good to be back, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, wouldn't be the same. I've been following it since episode one. You guys were just in your infancy, and uh, it's it's crazy that you guys have stuck it out and uh, built out what we have here today. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yes, we were a little podcast babies, and I don't know, what would you call, like, 100s? Are we, like, the geezers? Are we, like, at the teenage stage? According to Brian's stat, I feel like we're we're at some sort of stage of life we can mirror, but I don't we're know basically what to call Joe it. Rogan. Basically Joe Rogan. If it comes with a hundred million dollar contract to Spotify, then yes, I am Joe Rogan. Other than that, <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, a little bit problematic. <laughs> yes, but everyone, welcome to the show. So this is the 100th episode. Not only are we celebrating today, I don't know, did anyone, did y'all bring a drink? Can we like yes. virtually... Can we do cheers. like a cheers right to the center if we were to clink, 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 oh, clink. We're at oh, different centers. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, but yeah, we are probably all at different centers. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the 100th episode. And what we thought we could do today, which I think is really exciting because it coincides with kind of the game of the year talk and all this, is a collective Pixel Candy top 10 of 2023. Now, spoiler alert, it's actually a top 18 because I have some leftover games that didn't like make that top 10 and they were kind of stragglers, but I'll go through those last. And the way that we did this, I told each of you to give me your 10 favorite games of the year, one to 10, all weighted. So obviously your game of the year being number one, 10 points, your 10th game being one. So at the end of this, it all worked out. We have a list of our collective top 10. I'll go through the stragglers once we're done and we're gonna go through this list, talk about what we love. Um, it's a good fucking list. It was a really good game or a good year for games. like. Looking at this, you look at this list compared to any other year. We've said it a million times on this show. This has been the best year for gaming by far. Not so much the industry. Um, It's it's in shambles right now, uh, but hopefully that bounces back soon. So before we get to the list, I'm going to go through. we'll, We'll maybe have you guys guess what you think it is. We'll go through each title. I need to make like an honorary mention. It's not on this list anywhere. No one voted for it. But I have to, just before we jump into to this collective thought here, Lethal Company. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been I hearing some it. things. Okay. Like, honorary mention of the most honorary. This fucking game has given me some of the best content I have ever seen. Like, not even just playing it. What I've played it for, like, only a few hours. But the content that is coming out on, like, TikTok, on Instagram, the clips... 
of this game? Has everyone seen and familiar with this game? I know, I know Josh is. Yeah, just the one clip you sent me. You said, don't watch anything else. Wait till you play <laughs> <Yes>. it. So <laughs> When you get your PC back, we are going to download this game. I'm yeah. still not going to tell you much about it other than really need to know stuff because it is such a pure flash in the pan of like, I know it's a Phasmophobia clone. Um, I, I, I know the comparisons and all that, but this game is so fucking unique. Josh and I have played it twice, I think now. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a pair of times. And it's it's just unpredictable. And that's why the clips that come out of this game are some of those memorable things ever. It's it's a spooky game, but it's a silly game. And maybe it's not game of the year, especially in 2023, but I gotta just shout this game out because holy shit, for what is it, twelve ninety nine on Steam, it's super cheap. It's like twelve ninety nine. It's hit uh, more than a hundred thousand concurrent players. Yeah. Players at the same time. Like that's an insane number. And then all, all like above all, it's made by a solo dev. It's just this twenty one year old kid that was just like, yeah, I'm, I can put this thing together. Killing, I heard on Steam. killing it. I heard on Steam it's selling better than Call of Duty, which is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, that too. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Call I mean, he's not doing too well right yeah. now. Yeah, but it, it's still it's impressive. I mean, they're they're definitely looking. Can you imagine the fucking execs over there are definitely looking at Lethal Company and losing their minds and going back to the team being like, "Why can't we do this?" And they're like, "Again, it's a flash in the pan." It was like, what other games have done this, right? Like Rocket League back in the day came out and blew everyone away. Just and that game still crushes. Fortnite was another one, but then there's games like Fall Guys that came out and just like overtook the world. There's just these games that come out and everyone loses their mind over. And whether they stick around or they don't, they're just really memorable. And this has been one of them. Roblox looks like somebody fell on a keyboard and that's how they developed it. And that, well, that you can game, make other games in Roblox, I know. Though, I, well, and it's that look really on, good. It's a sandbox. I'm just saying every everything I see in Roblox looks like ass. And that thing is incredibly <laughs> it's, popular. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, well, like Grayson watches other kids play Roblox. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's it's yeah it's crazy. I mean, Minecraft is literally Lego, just didn't have the licensing, and it's the highest selling game of all time. Mm-hmm. Like insane, insane. You don't need to. It doesn't always need to be AAA graphics. No, this is the thing. So Lethal Company and Josh, you actually have some insight into this. I I believe the way you were talking about it, it's a terrible looking game. But you were explaining the other day. Um, <laughs> But to Brian's point, like, it's fun as fuck, so who cares? Um, It's using, you were saying, is it just using, like, Unity assets? Like, it's not really using a lot of, like, hand-built anything? Yeah, it's 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 just by one one dude. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head the name of the developer. But everything's got just been, like, essentially, like, open-source free stuff that you can use uh, through the Unity store. And then just all the programming is done by him and like that's why it has so much variety in gameplay but like you know in terms of like fidelity and stuff uh it's not it's not you know the most up there but it gets away with like a lot of style a lot of yeah um but it's like i don't know like have you guys seen that game the outer wild the outer wilds yes yeah It, it, it has a similar art style fidelity is not there that's like my favorite game ever. It's amazing, but it's like in the same vein. It's like they're not trying to go for that. It's more right. like you're feeling like with Lethal Company. The the unpredictability. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, wanted to mention that because man, what a fucking good game. I want to move on to the list here, and I'm going to start with number ten. 
Does anyone have any guesses of where we're landing right off the get-go? What landed at 10? Who, who, what do you think? We all played different games. I feel this, like is the, this is the thing, right? That's why this list. I think you can all predict what the list will be. Where they sit, I don't know. You might have a little more trouble with that. I don't know, like RE4. Okay. I was gonna guess oh. that, but I'm guessing that's gonna be higher. I think that's gonna be okay. higher, yeah. Right. Just because it might be, <laughs> I, but there was I a lot of games. I, I see the people in this room, and I'm like, that's getting at least top five. <laughs> yeah, accurate, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Tears of the Kingdom because I know Brian hasn't played that. Okay. I on my wasn't the hottest on it, but you guys were, so I'm thinking it's gonna make the top ten for sure. But I don't think it's gonna be super high. Okay. Are you all ready for this? Baldur's Gate 3 what? is number 10 oh, wow. that, that's that's on our list. That's I haven't played it. Yeah, that's because three of the four of us didn't play it's be, it. Yes, that is exactly right. why. And full transparency, I can break down all these numbers so you have more insight in how this works. That was my number two. And that was the, the hardest choice, like, ever. I think we all know what number one is. Come on. Um, <laughs> that was the hardest thing. And honestly, at the end of the day, like they're two different games. It's really hard to pin them against each other. But for the fun of this list, I was like, holy fuck. I've never had such two amazing, unforgettable gaming experiences come out so close to one another. Like I c- kind of went from one right into the other. Yeah. And uh, man, Baldur's Gate 3. I. Josh, I asked you when this came out if you had played it because I remember you talking about Dungeons & Dragons. And I was like a Dungeons & Dragons complete virgin. I knew nothing about the lore. I literally picked up what I knew from two episodes of Community and (laughs) I think Stranger Things and when Rick and Morty makes fun of it. That is like my only knowledge. And then the movie came out and the movie's fantastic. Um, I don't, Brian, have you watched it? I know Derek watched it. No, I haven't watched it. Honestly, watch it. It's a really it's good a movie. It's a good time. It's yep. a really good time. Yeah. So going into this game, I, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for it to drop on PS5. Didn't have the PC at the time. And it took a month after launch to come to console. So I'm like waiting and waiting. And there was, I don't know what, I wasn't playing much. It was like a back catalog month. So I start diving deep into not only Baldur's Gate 3, but like what is Dungeons and Dragons? How does it work? What's the rule set? And like, I spent a month, but I've never done this in a game where I know absolutely nothing. And like we talk about 2023 being the year it was. This game just came out of nowhere. And now I find myself reading and learning all these things. I almost got so hyped for something I, di- I didn't even have it in my hands. I didn't play the game. It was like, uh, Brian, it was like me saying Jurassic Park was my favorite movie as a kid, not even having seen it, you know, all over again. I got so excited to get my fucking hands on this game. And then I did, and that's a lot of pressure to like put on anything. And it smashed it out of the park. This is one of like, and listen, I know a lot of people aren't into medieval this or that, uh, magical fantasy, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? It's kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. Give this game a shot because the narrative path that this game takes and who you want to stick with and, and see their story through to the end or maybe you can just kind of, you know, see a few characters all at once and dive in between them. But the way it splits off is is so rewarding. There's so much character development. I think I've said before, the actual story, uh, if you want to think like in a three-act structure of like the overarching story, it's nothing to write home about. It's, it's really just the moment-to-moment choices, the characters that you bring along with you for the journey, 
seeing them grow, seeing your own character go through a whole bunch of shit. Absolutely amazing. Um, Josh, you, is it Divinity Original Sin 2? Is that same? Yeah, that, that's Larian. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I was like, I was thinking of another game. That is Larian Studios, right? Yeah, yeah, it's their game that they made before Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and it it's not Dungeons and Dragons, though. No. <laughs> it's like it's, their own complete from the ground up IP? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Larian put together uh, Divinity across, I think it's like five games, something like that. Like, it was another classic, like, PC, like, you know, exactly what Baldur's Gate is. Uh, and then now they're like, all right, so now that Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 was so many years before, and then uh, when Stadia came out, they are like, let's do Baldur's Gate 3, and let's make it a Stadia exclusive. I forgot that that was the original pitch. You told me that, which is insane. It's at the original Stadia, like, pitch that they did. Like, you could see, it's like, Baldur's Gate 3, that was, like, a really big deal. And at that point, Larian was doing really well. And then seeing what they've done with Baldur's Gate 3, I'm not shocked at all. It's not, like, a massive, massive team. Like, they're, they're around the world. They're, they're a remote studio. Um, but they have just some of the best, like, they, they have, like, patience on working on stuff. They have... Uh, just really passionate writers and game designers that are like, how do we make this feel personalized and how do we make it feel rewarding for people who maybe are taking this route and this route and this route and this route? Like, I guarantee when I get to play, I'm, I'm going to have a totally different route as you. Like, oh, it'll we'll feel like an almost rounds. different game. There's going to be those pillar moments, but yeah, you will have, and we say this as gamers all the fucking time, but I really do believe, give, unless we just make very similar choices every step of the way, you'll have a similar experience. But depending on the character you choose, depending on the class and the subclass and the, the, the route that you take and who, who's in your party the whole time and how does that affect, like, um, who is it that won at the Golden Joysticks? Uh, Astarian. I don't know the actor's name, but he won for the, the, the best lead role or, or something like that, whatever the award was for, uh, for his part. He was never in my party. I had him join. And listen, he's fantastic. Like, I legit cannot wait to play it again because I'm all, I'm going to be playing a new game. It's going to feel like a sequel because I'm going to bring him on board. I'm going to bring two other characters that I didn't really give the time of day to. And those are stories. Like, in any other game, that would be a DLC pack, you know? Like, the DLC for Astarian, have him join your party and experience a whole new storyline. It's like, well, that's just there. You can do that whenever. I could have done that at any point in the game. I just chose not to because I loved my characters. So I, it's it's crazy that this is number 10 because I think this is going to be the main game of the year for a lot of people. The, the biggest thing was how this disrupted the industry. If anyone was paying attention when this came out, um, to everything you, you said, Josh, about like this team and kind of having the patience to like focus on stuff that like really matters, they built a game that shows they are fucking crazy passionate about Dungeons and Dragons and game development and merged the two into this ridiculously just passionate project. And the whole industry, kind of like what we were saying with Lethal Company and like Call of Duty, like the Clash, they all looked to it and they were like, what the fuck? Because they, are they technically, they're not a AAA studio, are they? Would they be divide, like classified as one or... It, it, does it get murky? We're in the weeds at this point yeah. They're technically, they're an indie studio. They don't have a publisher. And like, that's, it's like, yeah. That's the point I'm getting at where the industry yeah. all, all looked at that, like as factual information and went, like, what the fuck are we, what are we doing? And how did they do that? 
and yeah. I there was a whole discourse at the end of the day. I think it was a good thing because they made a fucking good game, and I really hope that the only thing that comes out of this is more people just pick up on some of the design choices, some of the things they put out because it's good. Who here, other than Josh, because he said he's already going to get it, plans on playing this? Yeah, I'm, pick, I'm picking it up said. as soon as I can get it on sale. Um, okay. I, like you said about like the fantasy and not being really into that and someone giving it a shot, that's where I'm at. I'm not into fantasy games in the slightest. I've tried many. And even though like some of the greats of like Skyrim and The Witcher, I've enjoyed those games for quite a bit, I'm not as high on them as, much, as a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. putting $100 down on Baldur's Gate 3, which is not only a gamble with fantasy, but also a gamble with a brand new system of games like in the mechanics yeah. that I don't know. So it's it's something that I'm looking forward to. And honestly, with everything you've said, if I had have played it by now, it likely would have made my list and would have been fairly high up at least, at least like in the middle of the list. And I think that would have bumped this thing up quite a bit. It, it wouldn't have been sitting at a number 10 spot. Well, it's always good to have something to look forward to, right? Brian, I, I can almost guarantee you can't, won't. I can't think of anything I want to do less. It's um, <laughs> totally fair. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I part of me is curious based on just anytime something goes into the zeitgeist this hard yeah. for this long. And literally, like, the Game game of the Year Awards Keeley's showcase next week, which I'm so pissed I'm not going to. I went last <laughs> year, and to not go this year really hurts my soul. But, mm-hmm. uh, it like it's nominated for so many awards it's gonna win so many awards so part of me is curious but i i cannot describe to you how little i care about this genre and the mechanics so i don't know it's gonna be tough like i've i've tried games like this before i'm just like i don't i don't i don't, I, don't care. I, I think the big th- we've talked about this before i think the big thing is that the amount of time i've said it before it's like minimum 100 it's a hours lot. it's a lot and I'm yeah i'm not gonna yuck anybody's <laughs> yum about it but like it's not for me no i get it's it it's just not okay well Sorry, Josh. If you have one last thought, I, I got one one last thing. I did. I did want to say, like, it's hard because I think it released at the perfect time. If if it didn't go into early access when it got into early mm. access, which is like what two years after Disco Elysium, roughly, which was I don't, I don't know. Did anyone play Disco Elysium here? I didn't. I've heard, but well, well, I'm sure you've heard of of the impact it had. But same perspective, lots of talking, lots of reading, lots of choices. You're literally rolling dice in it to do your checks, just like in Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. Came out right after that. Came out a came out um, in early access. It came out when like we're in a point where people are like, I want to bite into a thick game right now. Mm. I don't want this popcorny game. Like people are willing. Like look how long God of War Ragnarok ended up being. It was super long, and that was like a triple A. Like yeah. Sony exclusive game, and I'm not complaining. That game was fantastic. It was really, really high bar quality. Um, but like, people are comfortable with that. But Baldur's Gate, I think, has pushed us not only in like time, but also like in quality. Because mm-hmm. there's no AI bullshit in this game. Mm. It is all mode capped. Like, it is gorgeous as well. Yeah. Uh, you have so many like different options for different kinds of people and all this different stuff that like any game trying to get like kind of follow this is going to have a tough time so it's like i'm curious to see what you're saying where people are looking at this game being like how do we get a piece of that pie i think i don't think we're going to see a bunch of like clones i no. i'm calling that now I it's a mountain to climb yeah, the no, no way the mocap thing is insane so um brian and i've talked about this at length on the show about how we just i'm listen i know a lot of work gets put into it so i don't want to dismiss when a team puts together a game and then this happens because I know how hard it is. But at the end of the day, and the best example I can think of off the top of my head are the Horizon Forbidden West games. 
when you talk to an NPC, it's such dead, just lock on, head bobbing, no emotion. And I, I just, I can't pay attention to what they're saying. And in Baldur's Gate, every fucking interaction, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, did they mocap the animals too? I don't know what's going on, but Probably. it doesn't matter who you talk to. There, it's some sort of really subtle, everything they say, you get that little bit of inflection and head movement and it just feels natural. And it's, it's subtle. It's not like this, you know, cinematic Quentin Tarantino masterpiece of a, a cutscene, but uh, it is worth mentioning and it's going to be hard to fucking replicate. Moving on. Number nine. Any thoughts now that Baldur's Gate 3, like I, I'm glad it made the list because honestly I knew I was the only one that played it. Um, but the fact that it made the list makes me happy. So was, what do we think number nine is going to be? You, I have a question first. Did you edit your list after you got Wonder? Um, I didn't do my list until I got Wonder. Oh, okay. So that you had played place. Wonder. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and Derek, have you played Wonder? Mario Mar Wonder? No. That's, you haven't played uh, Wonder. Josh no. has played Wonder. Oh, then I think it's Wonder. Then I think it's I think number nine's Mario Wonder. Number nine is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game was fucking fantastic, and honestly, I have not beaten it, which usually is like I think this happened a lot on this list. We didn't all beat the games, which is totally fine because games are long. Um, but having played it for what we played for like six hours at your house, I had such a good time with this game. I'm like. It, We've talked about it at length about like the badge system bringing in a whole Metroidvania style to Mario Brothers. Um, I think I, all I'm going to say before I'll throw it to Brian at the end of the day, I just really fucking wanted a game that was like easy to play, challenge based. That's a big thing for me. Sometimes I need like a palate cleanser where it's like not Baldur's Gate 3 and it's just beat the level. Do you have the skill to beat the level and, and get a clear at the end? Like, and colorful happy ass game and this yeah. nailed all of that and I, I i can't say enough about it for being an amazing platformer so brian i know you have some thoughts on it yeah so what cheryl cheryl my wife and i what we did is we played the game through just like beat the level however you want however many wonder seeds you got the whole to beat at each level 100 percent, you need three purple coins the top of the flag and two wonder seeds sometimes three whatever depending on the level so we went through the game just whatever get to the end as long as we like hit the flag on everything just see what all the levels are about we did that <clears throat> now we're going through 100 percenting every level and that's where it gets super spicy and we're having a really good time with it the creativity of there's a wonder flower in each level for anyone who hasn't played it and when you hit this wonder flower the entire level changes perspective change lighting change shadows there's all kinds of different things bubbles the the birds shooting it's bubbles full-on acid trip it's yeah like Cheryl literally said, she's like, this is a special type of acid they took to make this one. Like <laughs> Mario in itself is kind of like on shrooms and on yeah. drugs for sure. This takes it to a different, this is like designer drugs. This is like a different level they took it to. And no, I, I've been having a blast with this game. The creativity knows no bounds. But hey, for those of us who have played it, that fucking level, that wall jump level early where you have the wall jump badge and you have to fucking jump on those little platforms... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I got that like, badge, but I don't I don't recall <clears throat> one. There's there's one so what they do is they give you these badges, they let you practice with them, and then there's challenges. So you mm -hmm. go and you have to use it again in a different area. And uh, there was one, I think it's badge, it's it's like wall jump level two. And you literally the the platform's spinning and you have to like jump up it no, and I then haven't done time that. it. Oh my god. <clears throat> 
it's infuriating. <laughs> it is Mario. That's going to happen. Yeah, but overall, just such a great game. The story is whatever. It's the most... It's the same story. It's the same story. <laughs> I don't know how they keep I getting saw, away with it. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or offline, but I, I, you know, clearly Bowser and Daisy are in some kind of extortion scheme, <laughs> and they're extorting Mario. You know what I mean? Like, they're clearly... It's, like it's all whole, planned. It's like the movie Focus, you know what I mean? Like they're running a they're running a game and yeah. Mario's just the easiest mark in the world is how it feels. Yeah, he's a sucker. Uh, so it's just the same shit over and over. But the fact that they've been getting away with that for thirty five years and Mario's face is one of the most recognizable things on the planet is insane. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a reason for it. So super fun game, had it on my list. Uh, still playing it. Like and, and I, I don't know if Josh and Derek if you know this, but my wife and I have clocked almost five hundred hours playing Mario Maker two. Wow. Which is so what we'll do is like instead of watching TV at night, if we just want to talk, because I don't know, when I sit there with her and we're both watching a show, we're not talking to each other. Hmm. That's like, and the lowest form of intimacy in a relationship is just sitting watching TV in silence. So some nights we'll play and we'll talk and we'll have a drink or whatever, but we'll, we'll play and actually have a conversation while we're taking turns playing 500 hours worth of Mario Maker 2 because the levels are infinite. They just, you can just find levels online. It's crazy. So she's really into wonder now. Thank God, because if she wasn't, I would I would just be solo on this. But yeah, Greek. Um, by the way, this I'll, I'll do the points for this as well. So it was on my list and Brian's list with a collect with a collective eleven points, whereas like Baldur's Gate had nine, being my second favorite game. Um, Josh, this wasn't on your list, but you did play it. Yeah. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts? Do you want to just lay anything down real quick? Yeah, like I. I've been playing Mario forever. Like, it, it, it is another like quality Mario game. I I think honestly my favorite part's probably that uh fun art style change. They've mm-hmm. definitely uh like like they definitely decided they're like okay, we've all seen the guy with the mustache and he runs and he has a hat and it's all silly. But they're like, all right, what if we like give it a direction? What if we give it something really definite? Um, as opposed to like I would say the last like roughly 10 15 years of them like mm-hmm. i think the last time we really had like a big like i'm trying to think of like a big shakeup in how we see mario visually it was probably i mean i don't even know like galaxy like galaxy because it was like oh hd mario this is like awesome um but it was just like really fun clearly seeing that like they had fun like animating and the flowers are really fun and different and, like, I wonder how, like, through translation that worked. Like, that translation team killed it. Because it's, like, genuinely pretty funny. <laughs> like, it's just, it just makes me crack up. Uh, and, like, yeah, it, it's a good time. Like, I can... I'm curious how it is with uh, four people. I, I played it with my friend for better part of, like, six hours hmm. when the Blink-182 album came out. Nice. And we just cranked <laughs> through that for a bit. Got a pizza. Like, really, really settled into that. Um, but it, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. I, I, I'd love to see if they like add some DLC to something of it. Maybe add some more content because I'm sure people have plowed through this game already. But there is like a lot of content in it, and like yeah, it, it's solid. It's solid. The replaying through it is is a big thing, right? Yeah, like <clears throat> that is where the replayability comes through because all the old Mario's were usually like I guess the new Super Mario Brothers. It was always just get the three golden coins. That was like the replayability. But in that, like, those are hidden. you got to explore. The, it takes skill. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. But like Brian said, there's the three purple coins now. 
But then there's also the collectible of getting the top of the flagpole at the end in every level, which is a, a motherfucker in some it levels. Is. You need certain badges, and that's why you need yes. to play all the way through the game and go back, because you need a certain badge to hit the top of that flagpole, which is yeah. brilliant. But then there's multiple wonder seeds in some levels too and those are collectible so it, it makes going back like what i'm doing and what it sounds like you did brian was just go through the game get to the end get all the badges get, like a metroidvania you kind of play to the end but then you rewind you go right to the beginning and you're like loaded up to play the game completely differently um so yeah a lot of good replayability um derek is this something you had any interest in down the line are you, are you like done with your switch is it is it over with? I'm actually, I just got back into uh, Tears of the Kingdom because I need to get that thing actually finished because I haven't actually mm. gone all the way through. Um, I'm not done with my Switch. I'm just, I'm not a huge platformer guy. I, I played the original Mario, like Mario Bros. on the NES when I was a kid. Mm. And then I kind of skipped Mario games until Odyssey came out. Not on purpose. I just, I never had a Nintendo system. So I never really like grew up with them as much as like I played it for a bit and now I'm here. So... I guess a question is like, would you recommend this to somebody who doesn't really love platformers, but has no, had some enjoyment no, in, in Odyssey? It's it doesn't. It doesn't change you anything. Do that, right? If you've yeah. played the new Super Mario Brothers, the side scroller, you have Mario Maker. Like, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's just as a Mario fan, it is a very good Mario game. But like, they haven't changed the formula so much to bring in, I guess, new players that aren't into mario games like it's not yeah. gonna change your mind you know it's still mostly just a lot of jumping and timing things yep. and that's yep. yeah I, I would i would agree with that i think that's maybe my my only gripe with it hmm. is i'm like it, it's pretty safe like I, it's good and i've bought mario games and i will continue to but it's like i know what i'm getting out of this and yeah. it's just it didn't hit me right now maybe if it came out at a different time but it's like solid but yeah if you're not already sold on platform yeah this isn't yeah. gonna be the thing I, okay. you. there's one level derek where they change the perspective and it goes from a side scroller to top down and it feels like an old school zelda game and uh -huh. and you're going through and that's like one of the wonder seeds changes the world to look that way and I think they only do that once or twice through the game. I think if they leaned heavier into that... That could have been... Yeah. If there was that, drastic changes. Yeah. It's more like, of like acid okay. trips that occur rather than like right. complete gameplay changes. If you, were to yeah. do, if you were to do a whole world of tops down or a whole world that went mm. Odyssey style or whatever, like world to world or some, something where you peppered it in more, I think they could probably grab more players. But I think they're just... They're making existing Mario fans happy and not trying to grab anybody new. Like, I don't know. Grayson likes it because it's colorful and whatever. But if Grayson never gets serious about gaming, will he like it? It depends. If he likes platformers, yes. If he doesn't, no. Yeah. Like, they don't reinvent anything. So I think Josh made a good point. It's like, it's very safe. Hmm. I enjoyed it because I enjoy that. But like... I don't know. They, I think they could have... They could push the envelope more. And maybe they will. This is They, they always release like a 2D and a 3d like they try to odyssey th this isn't like a sequel to odyssey this is new super mario brothers that we remade off of wii who is getting really old and we need a new 2d yeah. mario is what this was okay yep but it's worth it's worth playing if you are a platformer but yeah it's not going to bring anyone new in um for this next game they really didn't uh, actually i don't want to i don't want to give away anything what any takers what do we think number eight on our list it's is gotta, it's gotta be zelda it's got. I was. Gonna, it's not on it's my. Okay, so who Zelda. played Zelda? The, all of you except me, right? I did, yeah. 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 And all of you have it on your. Well, I guess I don't. I can't really know. There's a lot more games list. that came out this year, but if all okay, of you Zelda. played it, if all of you played it and I didn't, that to me point wise would probably put it at eight if it's on the list at all. 
Dead Space the remake. Ooh, I feel oh. bad for that game, man. That game in any other year would have been top three, Crushed. top two. It was a and, really good and faithful man. remake. To to yeah. almost a fault, like I think they could have improved a few things, but yeah. it was really fucking good, oh, and it got drowned in 2023, and it released early. It released yeah. early, and you it know was what? the first and, game, right? I never yeah, played yeah. the original. I never played the original, and and my first experience with Dead Space being that was unfucking. Yeah, I can't even fathom that. Yeah, it was insane. Well, I didn't have a. I guess it was on PS3, right? See, I wasn't yes. like mm-hmm. su- I wasn't deep in the shit back then to play it. Like I was literally just on my Modern Warfare 2 bullshit back then, <laughs> or Black Ops or whatever it was. Like I was just a COD occasional back then. Uh, that game. <clears throat> Unbelievable! I hope it wins for audio design. Honestly, yeah, you really good audio design for the three D audio. Episode you're on, Derek. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, the audio design or whatever it is. There's two audio ones. I think it's in one of them, and not. The I think other, it's for whatever. design. Yeah. I think it's yeah. For, oh, oh, the that is the cre- one of the creepiest games. More than Alan Wake, more than Resident Evil, more than Silent Hill. The creepiest game audio wise I have ever mm. played, hands down, and it's not even close. They do a really like, good cool thing with like oh, events. Yeah, well, because it's three. And then, and then sometimes nothing too. happens. Oh. They'll like they'll get you and you're like, uh, and then just well, nothing. Oh, <laughs> you're on a, well, and like the fact that you're on a ship and they had the foresight to be like, it's above my head, it's behind me, it's mm. left, it's right, they're hidden, you can't see it. Like crazy. Yeah. Crazy tension building. I loved it. Well, the three of us, uh, you, myself, and Derek had it on our list. So it scored twelve points. Um, Josh, you were the only one that didn't have it in your list. Did you did you play it at all? Uh, is it something you do want to play? Like, do you have any experience with Dead Space at all? I don't know your history with the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, shout out, shout out, Dylan. Dylan gave me the whole rundown on some of the changes that they went through. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the boss encounters from the original uh, is changed, like the the perspective uh, in in the few boss encounters. Yeah, they made them like- just more streamlined. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, you get a different kind of look at how it... Like, I don't, I'm not totally sure. I can't speak to it. I, I No joke. I just downloaded it yesterday or the day before on my Series X. And I was Ooh. like, I'm, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot. Next day, my Game Pass expired. No. Like, oh, <laughs> there goes that idea. And then I started playing The Witcher 3 for the first time. So. That's the universe telling you something, cool. you so, know? Listen business-wise, I can tell you with absolute fucking certainty that now that this Activision deal is closed, that Game Pass is going to skyrocket in price if you try to get it new. I think if you keep an active subscription for now, I think they'll probably hold pricing for a bit. But if you leave it expired and wait even three months, I guarantee you it'll skyrocket in price. So I'll be like, look at all the fucking games we have now. And they'll (laughs) do that whole thing and they'll charge you through the nose for it. So I would highly... Highly recommend renewing. Try and get through it. Stock up on it. Yeah. Well, just like even just hold it because that's how it always goes. They don't want to piss off existing subscribers, but new people who are dumb and don't understand, they Mm. want them to pay more. Oh yeah. Um, Derek, I you had this on your list, so just I we talked about it on the episode, but like any thoughts and just things on why this made your list? Yeah. So this kind of similar to um, to Brian, but also similar to you is I, I've played the Dead Space series before. I played two and three and loved them back on the PS3 era. Dead Space three was a little mixed, but still, Dead Space two was one of my favorite games of that generation. But never played the original. So going into this game was a really unique kind of situation where I knew what necromorphs were. I knew the world of Dead Space and I loved it, but I never experienced this original. Mm. So in so many ways, it was really cool to go back and see what started it all. But the reason why this wasn't higher up on my list, which 
it, it would have been if I hadn't have had those other things happen, um, is playing this kind of felt like I, I've seen these things before, but it's, it's, it's still, it's just, it wasn't enough new there to kind of keep me going. And the, the things that they did do new and the things that they changed, I didn't really appreciate them because I had never played the original. Like you played it, Alan, yeah, you played it, and you fair. said like, oh, it's so cool how this like was changed and this, the level design was different where I didn't really appreciate those things. But I wasn't also a complete noob to like the the series where I was like, oh my god, necromorphs are super super cool and super interesting. So it was yep. this weird in between where I enjoyed my time with it, but there wasn't really enough that they changed to yeah. like really update it. Like when I think of great great remakes, I think of mm. another game that's on this list is Resident yeah. Evil Resident Evil Four, Resident mm -hmm. Evil Two. They changed enough where like that game could have released in 2023, and I would have said. Yeah, that makes sense. That game, you could have told me that that's a brand new game. Whereas Dead Space, it feels a lot like playing a technical yeah, game, a but PS3 it just looks game. prettier. Right? It's, you know what I compare it to? Did you guys play Kenneg Bridge of Spirits? Yes. Yeah. No. Prettiest looking PS2 game I've ever played. <laughs> it is, like, yeah, old design, that's, but that's like it was it a good game, but yeah, it's it stuck in like the PS2, early though. like design and of like PS2 games. That I think for me is why Dead Space also wasn't higher on my list. To, to agree with Derek on that point yeah. is, is that it was it was it was good, but I can tell it was rooted in something old yeah. that they didn't tear apart and upgrade. Which to to Derek's other point, they did with Resident Evil Two and Four. So we know they could have, and they just didn't. Yeah, it's okay. part of a whole discussion. I'm sure we could yeah. do a whole episode about of like how faithful do you make a remake, and how you're going to piss off fans, and how, what do you do new? I honestly, I think Capcom fucking crushes it with like the remake mm. so far. Um, that being said. Do we have any guesses on what our number seven is? <laughs> I think the Resident Evil. Lead. I could I could be tricking Resident you. Evil. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't think it's Resident Evil. We all played Resident Evil. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. Yeah, and I th I'm yeah, gonna okay. say Tears. Tears has of the to Kingdom be. again. So this is the second time we're guessing Tears of the <laughs> Kingdom. Third time actually. I'll, I'll keep guessing until we're at number three. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Lies of P is our number oh. seven. Game I'm of glad the that made it on the list. Top ten. Yeah. Um, Who else played this? Josh, you played it too. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna hand okay, it off perfect. to you two, please. Uh, Derek, take it away because yeah, we we played the demo. I, I feel like that is not enough to comment. So please let us know why this game made your list. And I believe for you, it was what third on your I list. Third, yeah. It was yeah. it was a really big one for me. It's it's really rooted in my love of the Souls like formula and the genre. I've played every one of those games. Elden Ring is one of my tops of all time. So getting a studio that came together and made a game that's pretty much just a Souls-like game, it, it basically plays like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and elements of Sekiro and elements of Elden Ring. It took all the things that I love about all those games and then added its own flair to it and tweaked things that needed to be tweaked and left things alone that needed to be left alone. So many studios have come and tried to make Souls-likes and none of them have really resonated with me. Because the things that they try and change, it almost feels like they're trying to change things for the sake of changing them, and they're afraid of making it too similar. And I want studios to innovate. I want them to improve upon the Souls-like formula. But it was kind of refreshing to see a studio just say, "Nope, we're gonna we're gonna keep the things that are good, and deliver you a rock solid Souls-like experience for Souls-like fans, and mm -hmm. not compromise on anything they didn't want to." And there was enough new with the story and the characters and the world that they made with Pinocchio that was original and was so fresh and creative that it, it really squashed any sense of like 
uh, negative that came from like how similar it was. Um, so what ultimately, I had a fantastic time playing it. It was great. I got it on PC on Game Pass, so I paid like fifteen dollars for the month. Right, for I, for, it, so I forgot that you played. I it on didn't PC, even have yeah. to pay like the full hundred dollars. But as soon as that game comes available on sale, I'm gonna pick it up because I want to own it. I'm excited for playing it again. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it over to Josh. <laughs> well, Brian, you had, a, you had a question. I have a question, I have a question oh, first, quickly. How far do they take the Pinocchio thing? Like, is Geppetto a boss? That's a question. Is it a is like how yes, far do they go? No, but yeah, he like it's there's daddy. it's very far. Like like yeah, you have yeah. a you have Geppetto is on your hip. Like it's a cricket and it like talks to you and he like he actually talks to you and like that's Jiminy. Um, that's no sorry Jiminy. 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 Yes. Jiminy. Yeah, I was gonna say Geppetto is your daddy. He's he's in it. Like you have those characters. Um, oh, there's key man. references throughout the entire thing. You go to Stargazers because there's like wishing upon a star. Like the the nursery rhyme. There's references everywhere and there's Ooh. a whole bunch of um, but it's like dark like, and oh yeah yeah okay. and the biggest mechanics are the ones with like being a real person and like lying and like those like what do you do is like a puppet and and there's repercussions for those things and it's Oh, the devs knew what they were doing. Let's. I want to just say they knew what they were doing because Derek, you're a diehard Bloodborne fan, and this game exudes Bloodborne energy. Mm-hmm. And I know fans of the series are like fucking dying for a sequel. So I feel like this was the the perfect storm of them coming in and being like, "Well, you won't get a sequel officially, but here's our take on it." And it from the demo, like Brian and I played the demo, it looked fucking really cool. Yeah, but really yeah, cool. Josh, you you also played it, so it was sixth on your list i believe yeah that that game's solid uh that that's a game i can like it, it's hard because uh I'm, I'm unfortunately unlike you i'm actually not huge on souls like games i like i don't know i like to get in a game and i like i don't know i'm like a stupid purist like if i can play like a game for the first time i try to get it on the console that it came out for i'll try to get like a disc of it and all that stupid shit so i like to like almost like have the blinders up i don't like googling stuff and i feel like with souls like games you kind of got to swallow that ego and be like hey i'm lost in this cryptic ass game let me do a quick google see or Mm -hmm. hit your head against the wall and it's like which one are you gonna kind of like value more your time or whatever but uh last piece great oh man that's such like a solid foundation for like I don't know, just just really, just setting up for really interesting, like, dark, gritty, uh, like, if, if you're into Bloodborne, this is the game to play. That, mm-hmm. that, that's the big thing. If you're into Bloodborne, why aren't you playing this? Like, I would recommend buying this full price, even. Like, it's, yep. it's really well made. It's super solid from a tech perspective, too. It's gorgeous. Um... The yeah, like what you were saying about like the mechanic about lying and stuff. It's like a little thing, but it goes a long way to keep you like immersed into being like, I'm not playing a Timothy Chalamet. I'm playing Pinocchio. Like it's like it does you look see like that. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Is and it Timothy like, Chalamet? No, he looks like a lizard. Like it just Timothy it looks it, it looks like him though. That's funny. It, it, lizard it, it vibes. Just, it's weird. He could be honestly, <laughs> but like it's like seeing like. It, it's like exactly what you were saying of like it is so refreshing to see people be like i don't need to reinvent the wheel i just need to make it shinier i need to make it more sturdy and this is exactly what this game does like it's fun but it's exactly what you want you're like oh i want bloodborne 2 this is as close as we're gonna get yeah and it's i don't know it's really good i like the the addition of the, the like the arm powers and how you can create uh, things by fusing cool. handles the demo, and, yeah. 
oh, it's great. Like, the amount that they show you later in the game, too, and how you can upgrade them, and the skill tree. I don't know if anyone played Final Fantasy X, but it looks like the skill tree from Final Fantasy X. And it's really, really good. It has, like, a lot of love put into it, clearly, too. Like, they were just like, yeah, we have a good idea, and we're just going to do it in a Souls-like body, and it's great. I would really recommend playing it. it it's, like, something that I think has nice, widespread appeal, with that, I, and I wouldn't say that if we were living in a world that Bloodborne didn't come out in. Yeah, but Bloodborne, yeah, yeah. people fucking love Bloodborne. So I'm like, yeah, everyone should play Last P. It's great. Well, this is the thing. I if if it was any other year, like I would have played this because I like Derek had tried to get me on to the Souls like and Bloodborne specifically for so long, and it's not that I don't like I'm I'm against them. I was just like, oh, I don't have the time, and I really gotta like. Like you said, Josh, you really got to dig into these games. They're a lot, and you do have to look up guides and stuff like that at certain points. But then Elden Ring came out and completely opened my eyes to, like, holy shit. Like, Elden Ring is one of my favorite games of all time, and that's kind of wild. If you rewind probably three or four years ago, I would have been like, yeah, Dark Souls, this and whatever. Um, so I really wanted to play this game. It might be a while until I do still, um, but I'm glad to hear that, like, I mean... Judging from what both of you said in the past and today, like, and just seeing online, this game looks phenomenal and just another fucking banger in 2023. Um, number six. We're gonna guess Tears of the Kingdom again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got one for Tears time. of the Kingdom. Anybody else? Anyone else? Going once, going twice. Anyone Tears of the Kingdom? I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go Resident say, Evil Four. Yeah. I'm gonna go Resident Evil Four actually, because that I don't think. It, I don't know. It, there's so many good games. It's so hard. Okay, Josh, can you give me a drum roll? With the with the I before I say that, with the with the amount of like PlayStation love I have in this, Resident Evil and like Sony fans are like a they're like this. Yeah, well oh, it yeah. goes they're back like to that original this. trilogy, baby. Like so that was I, where I it feel, happened, you know? I feel like four I think down, four man. is gonna hit on four, maybe. Four Okay. I'm saying Tears of the Kingdom. Everyone? It's it's Tears of the Kingdom. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. We've fi- we've made it, everybody. We are here. Tears of the Kingdom made it. It is our number six, and I think worthy. It's that's a good place for it. Yeah. Um. One of the big things, I know Derek and I talked a lot about, but I'll get the opinions. Uh, this was not on Brian's list, but it scored 15 points between the three of us. Um, this to me was like Breath of the Wild came out and was. How, you can speak endlessly about that game being what it was. That game is fucking un, insanely amazing. This is, to me, Breath of the Wild perfected. It it took everything I loved about that game and then added so much more. I was not ready for the underworld being the same fucking size as the map, so essentially doubling the game, and then the Sky Islands, which were advertised. The Don't get me started on the mechanic of actually like building and things like that the way that Nintendo thought up that system and how fucking seamlessly it works, all of it together is so good. But at the same time, there is that familiarity of like, I have kind of played this before. It is so familiar to the point that it didn't hit, I think, the general public as much as Breath of the Wild did. So I think it deserves to be on this list. And I think six is somewhat fair between the three of us. Um, yeah, like, so what was your experience? I haven't actually heard a lot of uh, your time with it, Josh. Yeah, I... Yeah. It was high on your list, too. It was your number two. So, yeah, I want to hear wow, from you, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I freaking love... I love Zelda. I got Zelda tattoo on my ankle. Like, I got... I got, a, got the Majora's got Mask, mask behind you. Yeah. I got the Majora's Mask. Like, 
the thing is, like, I I can fully acknowledge my bias with this game, because like I, I love me a Zelda game. I love the world that it takes place in. I love like the kind of wackiness with it. Uh, something I will say that a game that didn't make my list that I will call it similarly, it's very safe in many ways still because mm. it's a Zelda game. They didn't update that art style. It's the exact same looking yeah. game. You're literally in the same like world. Like, of course, enhanced. Um, but it's those mechanical differences that make you think differently. Mm-hmm. Like, because like before you'd see like a mountain or some shit, and you'd be like, "All right, I can climb, and I can take a po- uh, stamina potion, or I can't remember. I think it's like food or something, and I can like boost my stamina, and then I can use the Rivali's Gale to jump up really high in this." But now you're like. I got a balloon, and I got this, and I can do this, and I can do this. And, like, you just kind of think of how you explore the world really differently. Like, the way that I played Breath of the Wild is probably... Sorry, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is very different, probably, from other people. Like, I... I don't, you know the... Like, you get all the... Gar- Wait, hold on. Everyone, everyone's beaten it, I'm guessing? I've, gonna, I've beaten the main oh, story, but there's go ahead. Yeah. plenty more to play. Are you talking about the powers you get? I, well, I was going to talk about, like, uh, like the buddy system that you have in the game. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. there, There's, like, one that you get late in the game that I, like, kind of rolled my eyes at because I was like, it's another one? This game is so long. And, like, like this year is, we, the games are so, so, so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I pretty much, like, main quested it. Um, but, like, I still had a really good time. Uh, it's it's just that difference of how it makes you look at a game, which mm. I think is interesting, that I feel like we haven't had in a minute, honestly, since Breath of the Wild 1. And the only thing I'll say as a con is it doesn't translate to other games. It's not like how when Dark Souls came out, everyone's like, we're going to make a fucking Dark Souls game. And then you have Lords of the Fall, and you have, you have The Surge, and you have all these other ones. No one's going to try to do this. Not in like a, like a whoa, this is amazing it's too much work <laughs> it like ubisoft did it once with um immortals phoenix rising and it was like cool you did it but then everyone kind of realized they're like oh we don't want this we don't want, <laughs> we don't want uh, Ninten- non-nintendo yeah. versions yeah that's exactly it which is like it, it's like with platforms it's another thing because people are like all right you can do different things with platforms you can mm-hmm. do that it doesn't have to be mario but with Zelda, they're like, no, no, no. We want our Zelda game. We want our Zelda game to be a Zelda game. That's why the Mortals just kind of did the way that it did. Yeah. And that's why that's that. Honestly, that sequel probably got canceled. Uh, why it probably got canceled, I mean. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I had a great time with it. Story definitely got better. I kind of wish mm. we had any kind of semblance of uh, good voice acting in it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it was good. But yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts. Well, let me throw to Derek, because Derek, you're playing it right now with your PC in the shop. So where, yes. where did you leave off, and what are your thoughts on this? Because you had it at what? Do you recall? I have it here. It was here. 10. Yeah, it was quite yes. late on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time with this game. Um, I'm a really big fan of the original, but uh, I guess unlike Josh, I'm not a massive Zelda fan. The reasons I loved Breath of the Wild were not directly related to the IP. It was really just this really cool new concept of this giant open world, like in many ways revolutionary and how you can explore it and how you level up and how you gather different elements for cooking and for crafting and for um, armor sets and weapons, weaponry and like upgrading your stamina and your health. And that really like took a hold of me and, and really made me love that game. And here in um, Tears of the Kingdom, it just 
did not resonate the same way. I, I still enjoyed it. I played about 30 hours of it. I've beaten one Divine Beast. I'm right close to beating another. I've probably explored a little over half the map. So I, I put a fair bit of time into it, and I did enjoy that time, but it wasn't like Breath of the Wild where I was obsessed with it and played it for 200 hours and got every single shrine, and I just lived in that game for like two months. Maybe it had to do with the fact that I was in Vegas with you when um, when this came out. So like my I played it for like a couple days and then had nothing for a week and then played it again. So maybe that kind of messed with it. But I've been wanting to go back to it. I'm back at it now, and I feel like once I put another maybe 20 or 30 hours into it, I'll feel a lot stronger about it. Mm -hmm. Once I get those end game items, like Josh was talking about, with the abilities that you don't get until you're like 70 hours into it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I still think it's a great game. I can see how somebody would classify it as like their game of the year or a favorite. Um, it just unfortunately didn't resonate with me as, as much as that. That's fair. It, it was my game of the year at the time. I was like, up until this point, because uh, what was that? that? It was May. May. Yeah, because we were in yeah, we were in I Vegas. Which, by the way, when I got home from Vegas, I had clocked 17 hours in that game. <laughs> between the <laughs> flights, the airport, and us recovering uh, in bed <laughs> between each festival day, uh, I fucking demolished that game while we were there. But I think, honestly, me personally, this was a victim of 2023. This would have been... Lies like too. so many games it's just how do you how do you split your time between like never mind the fucking uh getting a pc in the middle of all this and exploring the endless bounds of like what that had to offer there's all these new releases and i i put like 70 hours in this game i did beat the main story so i i got what i wanted out of it but this was a game like breath of the wild i want i think i have like 200 hours i wanted to like live in the world but I just didn't have the time and I had to put it down. I never went back since. So I'm almost like heartbroken and want to go back and give it the time that I think it deserves. But it's like there's we, there's just all these new games coming out. Almost, I can't do it. Yeah, we almost need no games to come out in 2024. And the, the publishers to be like, listen, play all the shit that we've released. And that's the end. That's the end. Just go do that. Just go play all the games you clearly didn't play this year. Because we made a lot of them. Could you chill out, you fucking savage? It's gonna be it's I gonna be a slower year, but there's still there's still some good games coming out. But Back, yes, I agree. Year. I agree. You know? I, well, and for me too, like it wasn't on my list because I didn't play it. The reason I didn't play it is because I don't have time for all these well, games like we were yeah. talking about. And you know, it's so daunting. I went to go play Breath of the Wild, and I like came across the first boss, and I'm like 25 hours in, and Alan's like, "You barely scratched the surface." I'm like, "Fuck this game." I'm not like 25 <laughs> hours in scratching the surface. No, it's I gotta true be mentally, though. Yeah, you gotta really be mentally prepared for mm -hmm. that. For cyberpunk, for Grand Theft Auto, for you live in these worlds. These you really like, do. You, like yeah. it, it, the joke around like Second Life and like yeah. a digital persona and all this. Like not to get to. It's not that crazy of like you're <laughs> throwing your life away, but you really do live in these worlds for an extended period of time. Like it's not like any other hobby either. You're you're especially like a first person game like you are in it you got headphones on fucking it, Derek got me on the wide monitor so now it's like it's literally on my peripherals like it's it's bad man you live in these games and I totally get it if you don't have the time for a fucking hundred hour minimum dedication where are you ever going to fit I it in I need some light at the end of the tunnel you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's just I mean, it's so deep and so vast I, I do think that you don't have to beat every game, though. I know, Alan, you that's beat true. like 95% of every title you start. Yeah, but I, that's, a, that's my insane. own issue. Um, <laughs> I like, totally recognize that. Don't worry. I also I have am, said issue. It's a sense yeah, of trying to. 
I have no problem though starting a game like Zelda or like I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I picked that up for twenty bucks. I put it for twenty hours. Had a great time with it. Put it down. Never touched it again. But how do you sleep at night? That's like (laughs) that is the question. Where do you fucking get off, dude? I no, honestly, like I'm jealous because I I I did that with Valhalla. I did that with Valhalla, and I was like, for my own sanity, I can't play more of the same fucking horseshit that Ubisoft is putting out. I can't. It's the same shit over and over and over and over and over. And I was just like, no, I'm, I refuse. 20 hours into Valhalla, I heard there's like 190 hours of content. I'm like, fuck you. I'm out of here. I don't want to go off on two of a tangent. We're halfway through the list, but I do want to say, I don't. there's something about like my smooth gamer brain that like, if I see a new release coming out, I'm getting excited. It's the zeitgeist of like, let's all fucking play this new game. You want to play Mirage, don't you? No, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying, like, everything we've just listed <laughs> on this list, if I pay full price, I'm fucking beating that I'm game. Beating I, you, game. To, like, yeah, you yeah. will not catch me not beating that game. But if I get a game, like you said, Derek, like 20 bucks Odyssey, I don't feel compelled. And there's something wrong with that. I totally understand. There's something very inherently wrong with what I just said. But yeah, that's, I don't know what it is. Whenever I, I buy that, full price game i have to beat it or i like it will keep me up at night i was joking but i'm not joking <laughs> well you no, want to get your value out of it right and yeah. i, I guess like but like not, it's also like, a sickness a sandwich, right like you don't go to a restaurant order a plate of food take three bites and leave that's that's way too the, the, the core here, right? we've had conversations about this in the past my my core to be real about it i i love the medium so much i really don't i'm not joking about this I really don't see it that differently than listening to a song, watching a movie, watching a TV show of like absorbing a piece of art. It, there's something that inherently fucking triggers me when I don't finish it. Music's a little different, like if you have a mix going on or whatever, but for the first time, if you hear a song for the first time from your favorite artist, New Music Friday comes out, they drop a new single. I can't just listen to half that song. I can't, you know what I mean? Like for the first time listening to it and halfway through, you're just like, I'm going to go do something else. It kills me. Same with the movie. Drives me nuts if like Nicole falls asleep halfway through a movie and I got to wait for the next day. A game is no different to me. I, I get halfway through and unless I hate it, which has happened, I have to beat it. And it's like there's a compulsion and it, a sickness that I, I have to. Um, but I... I'm all, I'm jealous that you you don't have that. It's probably a much healthier way to go about things. Um, we're halfway through, so next is number five. You guys guessed Tears of the Kingdom every single time. Uh, now that it has passed, what are we thinking lands on our number five? Did everybody play Jedi Fallen Order? Is that even on this list? Uh, Survivor. Survivor. Sorry. Could be. Could it be? I played it. Maybe it. Brian played it. Maybe it missed. Oh, I, I'll say you know what? That's I'll, a good I'll call. Say that, I'll then. say Jedi Survivor. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy Ooh, is our number wow. five choice. I'm glad and it's getting. I'm glad it's getting a nomination somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Else. yeah. I don't want to go into the weeds of that because it's honestly really annoying. I will Let's say on air, yeah. J.K. Okay. Rowling is a huge piece of shit. But it's, we've said this before on the show. I'm not supporting her. I know it ends up going back into her pocket, but I'm supporting the fucking team that put together a fun ass, absolutely amazing experience that is Hogwarts Legacy. That game is fun as shit and such a power fantasy for any Harry Potter fan, anyone that grew up with this shit. This is like your ultimate 
go-to experience to live in the Harry Potter world. And I, I beat the living shit out of it. It was one of those games, as soon as I beat it, I kind of... Yeah, it was, was earlier in the year. year. That was, that was my game of the year, and you were like, nothing's going to contend this. And nothing's then Tears of the Kingdom came this. out, and I was and like, ah, you know, it's close. And then everything else came out. But man, you look at the fucking castle and that is one thing. Like, let's just separate everything else that the game does. Absolutely incredible. Just the castle alone. The fantasy that I've had, like, when did the first book come out? It was like 2000, 99, earlier? Late 90s, early 2000s. So for over 20 years, I like, I look back at that as a childhood. I'm sure anyone here as a fan knows the same feeling of like what Harry Potter meant to you when you were younger. And I'm like, you read the books and you imagine what that castle looks like. We went through the whole thing of like the films coming out and being like, Oh, I'm, I thought of what Harry looked like and, and all these characters. And then you see them on screen. You're like, Oh shit. Some of them look like what I thought. Some of them do not. And then they showed the castle. And I remember just being so absorbed in, in looking in every nook and cranny, just like that. This is so amazing. It's coming to life. And I just want to see where, like, that door in the back behind the main character, where does that go? And how does it connect to, you know, the main dining hall? And how does the, how does all these things, like, happen? You're just like a very it, curious architect. You're just like, wow, well, I just, because possible? I'm so, I was so obsessed as a kid. Like, I wanted to live. What fucking kid did not want to go to Hogwarts for school? Come on. So, um, one of the things, it's, it's a quick story about, like, what blew my mind in this game. And I just thought was so cool. It's, it's very similar to Baldur's Gate 3, where I really feel uh, that the whole team at Portkey really was passionate about Harry Potter, because there's so many little things that shine through that if you you, you were just working on the IP, because it's an IP you happen the business just got a hold of, there's a difference between that and a difference between like being super passionate about the IP. So I was, uh, I was Hufflepuff, and their common room is in the bottom wine cellar of the castle. You gotta go down a huge fucking staircase. You gotta go into like the back catacombs. And then there's these huge wine barrels and they open up and that's your common room. It's dope as shit. I loved it. It was such a cool little way. All the common rooms, by the way, are are super fucking cool to enter and very unique. But on the way out one time, I I noticed, uh, what's the thing, Derek? The Revelio, is that it? Yep. You can just spit. That's your like detective mode, right? You 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 spam a spell called Revelio, and it kind of bursts like a. Where are all the points of interest in front of you? I happen to do that, and there's a painting, and this pair just lights up. I'm like what the? Fu- this hasn't happened before. I've I've done. I'm a comber. I go through levels and I comb very fine, and this was not there before. So I go up to the painting, and sure enough, there's a prompt to interact with the pair. So I do that. And it opens up a whole fucking door. And I'm like, God, I fucking love like secret passages and castles. Like it's just hitting all the right things, right? You go in and all these little gnome and gremlin type fucking creatures are just, it's a kitchen. They're prepping meals. They're losing their minds. They're stomping grapes. They're like doing all this meal prep and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like the whole game, you just kind of walk around and observe all this crazy shit. But this was the moment where I was like, holy fuck. Okay, these devs love the series because this is such a cool detail in the basement there are four huge great tables side by side to one another and you see the little gnome guys walking up with food and filling up the tables and i just happen to catch it It, it, it's a long cycle you got to wait for i just happen to catch the moment where the tables are full 
and out of nowhere, they all levitate and disappear up into the ceiling. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I remembered from the books that when they first go into the Great Hall, the kids are talking about how the meals are served. And there's a there's a passage, but I had to go back and read this. I didn't remember it for detail. But this kitchen is directly below the main hall. They cook all the food. They place it like they would if the kids were down there. And then they, because it's magic, it just teleports up directly above them to the exact replica of the tables. And it was it, like I witnessed that organically. This was not a cut scene. This was not like a mission that they're like, here, come watch this ship go out. I just walked into it. And I was like, this is the like fucking coolest thing ever. And that's just one story in this game of so many things like the dark forest and, and Dumbledore's breaking into like his thing if you're able to do it on the top tower. So many little things that just completed that power fantasy of being a Harry Potter fan. This game's fucking sick. Um, I know Derek had it on his list. Did any? Did, no. Josh, you didn't have it on your list, did you? So it was just no, Derek. Derek, take it away. How did you feel about oh, this game? So Where was it on your it? list? Uh, mine was number two. So two it was, yes. Yeah. Uh, mine? That's a good question. Mine was number four. So this scored um, 16 points altogether. Wow. That's impressive. That just only two of us have it on here, and wow. it's this high up on the list. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this game was, was my game of the year until my game of the year released. It was... Um, it was like you said. It was wish fulfillment. It was growing up with these movies and loving this world and these these characters and getting to finally explore this setting. Um, it was it was an absolute blast. I was obsessed with this game to a degree that I wasn't with any other game this year. Even my favorite game of this year, it didn't like pull me in and have hours melting away out of my day the way this one did, where I would just go off just like you said with exploring the castle and then you you go to your classes and then you meet with a classmate and you do a mission for them and then you go outside and you get on your broom and you go to hogsmeade and then you go to the the dark forest there's always something and then the way that the game was paced where they're constantly giving you new mechanics and new elements and like it was doled out in such a tremendous pace that i just i fell in love with it and this game probably isn't like anything higher than like a seven or an eight if it wasn't harry potter like in terms of, like the actual mechanics of like one count combat and like the loot systems and the enemy variety and stuff like that there's there's some issues there but i think that when you add on how much i love harry potter and how much this game just delivered on every aspect of that universe it was mm-hmm. it was an absolute absolute blast did did anyone else play it at all like josh did you play it brian i know brian didn't play it I didn't play. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on when this game came out. I think I was on Dead Space at the time, and there was something else in my queue, and I was like, I don't want to pay full price for this game because again, but like, you weren't anytime, the biggest Harry Potter fan either. No, like, not I not mean, to the same degree we were, I guess. Yeah, mom and dad forced me to come to the movies after a while and forced me to read the books, and I was kind of like, I get it. Like, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't have the affinity that that you two did. Yeah, totally fair. So that for me, it was just like, this is something mom and dad want me to do that they'll get annoyed or angry about if I don't do this thing. And it just felt like that kind of a situation, right. which I'm sure everybody can relate to. Um, I watched the movies. The movies are, in my opinion, is probably unpopular opinion. The movies are fucking mid, all of them. <laughs> and, um, okay. and I was kind of like, mm. <laughs> Derek looked, Derek looked just there's absolutely a, destroyed by that there's, comment. There's some that are better than others, for sure. Uh, you know what's kind of crazy? Just a sidebar. I won't spend too much time on this. Rupert Grint oh. is in a show I'm watching called Servant right now. 
and nice it is show. oh man he like i would is watch this oh yeah just for rupert grint's at nice. playing a very different type of character uh, actually amazing you told me about so, this show to watch it yeah yeah and, and honestly i think uh, daniel radcliffe does a great job as harry like all that stuff but anyways all Debatable. that to say all that to say <laughs> yeah, you I, mean, hate harry. I yeah there's i don't yeah. he he does a mid job i think there's moments where that's i fucking like, hate his acting in that movie yeah well, that's Ooh. what i mean it, yeah. and it's also a little unfair sometimes because of how young he was and he grew up in that he, he's Voldemort's yeah. back. <laughs> Fucking man, there's a, yeah, there's the like there's it. the greatest tech talk of this guy just being like um, fourth movie spoilers when uh, Cedric Diggory dies, comes back from the Triwizard Tournament and he's fucking dead. His dad, whatever actor that is, gives one of the greatest performance in cinematic history. This guy is like you want to shed a tear because you're like this guy really like his son just died and he's losing it, and it hard cuts from that amazing performance. To Daniel Radcliffe, just like hey, he's back, Voldemort's back, and it's just like the worst fucking line delivery that can't take yeah, it. it. There's a lot of things. Hey man, Alan Rickman's the fucking goat though. Just in general. He, yeah, oh so yeah, like, R.I.P. You know what I mean? Oh, and Gary act. Oldman, and Gary Oldman. You know, there were some mm. like great, great mm. performances in those movies. Uh, anyways, all, all that to say, mm. I didn't play it. I don't plan on playing it. But it's also like a huge. It's another huge game, and I just I really gotta get my stomach right for a huge game. Like I'm going through Cyberpunk right now. And I'm just I'm missing. But that's a huge game. game. If you're gonna dedicate I'm your like, time to one, well, that's, that's a good choice, dude. Here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm playing Cyberpunk, and I'm like, if there's even a breath of news about a game I just finished playing, which is probably gonna be the game of the year for our list. Yeah, you're I'm you're fucking done. You're dropping it. Cyberpunk DLC so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all like, in that I, boat. Don't I? I Platinum Spider-Man Two, and I'm like. If that adds DLC, I'm out of, which is a bad way to think about it. It's like I need to like really get into cyberpunk, but again, anyways, all yeah, it's maybe not doing Hogwarts. Josh, do you have any horse in this race? Did I, you didn't play Hogwarts, but did you have any comments on it? Did you want to play it? Was it something on your radar? Uh, it, uh, like how could it not be on your radar? It got like, it got a God. I remember when that leak came out. I think two years before. And it was showing like that one clip where it's like a yeah. it's like a bridge rebuilding itself. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. And like the, rebuild the, like, <laughs> it's literally not, it's literally what it's called. I'm pretty sure, isn't it? There, it's like something like right on. I the wouldn't nose. be surprised if it that that's there's a lot Repero. of repairo. It's like, repairo. It is repairo. Yeah. It is. Of course, it's repairo. Repairo. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, God. and that's I think that's where I struggled with it too. Just another quick comment on that is like. All the all the shit they had to construct and make up in that world, I was kind of like, some of it's cool, some of it's fucking dumb, and I think that was kind of some of. The, I'm like, I don't know, it, it, like there's stuff stuff hidden inside of medallions and necklaces, and I'm just, I don't know. There's a lot of there is a lot of, and it's fantasy, so I get it. It's just not my jam, but you know, the, I needed it a little more rooted in reality just for my taste. That's fair. That's Sorry, fair, back yeah. to Josh though. No, no, don't even worry. Uh, it, it's it was definitely. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, JK can really, you know, eat it kind of thing. But at the time, it was like, I, w- I was releasing, like, the-, the first game that I ever got to work on. So I was just full in on that. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got it. I can't play shit right now. I was in Montreal. I was like, oh my god, this is like a mess. Like, just getting to, like, put something out the door. It is a miracle any game gets made, let alone a good one. <laughs> like, yep. like being there to press the button to put it like release on Steam, there is like a 
there's like no no greater like oh my god something's gonna fucking break like there's no greater anxiety so yeah hogwarts legacy could have could have been a like a world changing event and i would not have even clocked it but uh like yeah that world's gorgeous uh it they seem to really really respect the source material of what i understand the only thing i don't know and i'd love to hear from those of you who uh played it um so you're like a fifth year but it's your first year at hogwarts yeah you're just like a transfer student they i don't it doesn't really mean a whole lot there's there's like other so did you come from another wizarding school no you're like a late bloomer like how harry potter was just like found and oh you have powers like he was just your character as far as i know right you just you don't know the wizarding world and then you're just like oh here you go and it's i guess their story way of being like here's how you can get like fast tracked to do five years worth of curriculum and spells in a year right so you're not Mm -hmm. kind of like learning how to flick a feather for six months of your semester you also have they explained it in the game you you're able like no one else kind of like guess like harry potter you're able to tap into what they call it's like ancient magic or some some form that like no one else is allowed to do you just have the ability somehow and that's what like propels you onto this like fast track it's this story i didn't find revolutionary in any way but it again it's it's that power fantasy if it doesn't really matter you're just doing classes this was the thing the bully element of like you're going to class it was very light like when i say like i wish they really went in hard and really replicated what bully did with going to school in a video game because that sounds boring but it was so fucking good in bully Uh, they do have a bit of that and that that was pretty cool like they fulfilled that but uh yeah just fifth year from a i don't know i don't remember a lot of the backstory and honestly it doesn't it doesn't matter when you play it it doesn't affect the story like it sounds like the highlights of what i'm understanding are exploring that world getting to play with the systems that it has getting to fulfill that like fantasy of like i want to go here i want to be on a broom i want to room of requirement that's one thing before we switch to number four um the room of requirement is a whole fucking separate thing that they did not need to put in this game and the fact that they did is a is such a time sink it's like the customizable room that basically once you go in it, it literally starts expanding and you can portal yourself to like a beach and like a mountain range and customize all of it like almost minecraft style not to the same degree but you can like build these and customize these worlds and place all your little things and make little factories to give you like ingredients to make potions or just make potions like it's that is a hole, and that was a really fucking cool addition that they just didn't even need to do. Oh my god. So, like, for, for a, a room called the Room of Requirement, is it optional? Because it sounds... Pretty much. Yep. They introduce it, and it helps you tremendously in the game to just, again, get resources and upgrade yeah. things and do all these... these uh, one of the big things is equipment, too. Like, you bring back mystery equipment, and it, like, unlocks... there is stuff to it but you don't have to do a fucking second of it so oh it's also like it's a gear score game too right yes yeah that i could have done without that that, honestly it didn't it didn't really affect shit it just had higher numbers like everything else but the system needed work there was transmog which at least sidestepped a lot of the issues i normally have with that because i just always made my character look dope as fuck and the higher the numbers went, I would just transmog the whole time. So, 
No. It's, it's just like an interest. It's like how every game has a crafting system kind of thing. It's like yeah, it was half baked for sure. We're on number four. So given everything we've done up until now, do we have any guesses on number four? RE four. It's got to be because it's four. Yeah. That would be yeah. poetic. Uh, everyone's. I, I'm, I'm willing to say two is the kingdom again, but I'll hard <laughs> stop on everything. What is in your hand? Is Josh? Is that Alan Wake. Was that a, was that an Alan Wake? Did you 3D print an Alan Wake tr- fucking thing? The triangle thing. <laughs> we saw, saw that, that in your head. We're, we're like, gonna circle back to this, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're fucking with us hard right now. Number four. To... Number four. Everyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you imagine I fucked up the whole list, and it's like, oh no, it's here's the kingdom. <laughs> this requires some preamble. Because we all collectively agreed when we did the list that there was one outlier that we were going to make. And to explain it to everyone listening, when we did this list, obviously it's games that 2003 or 2023 releases. This is not, you know, I played a game that came out five years ago, but it's my game. No, no, no. Out of 2023, for the sake of people listening, what are our favorite games that released this year? There's one exception we made that I think completely justifies it, given the updates, the coming out party of 2.0, and that is Cyberpunk. Phantom Liberty is our number four. And we have all played, well, I know Brian hasn't played Phantom Liberty, but he's played the 2.0 Cyberpunk release. The three of us have played a a little bit, if not all of um, Phantom Liberty. Holy shit. There's a combination here. I know Derek and I are in the same boat of having played this game when it released. I was the one that convinced him, and it was it was. <laughs> it a... made me feel so bad for missing out on that game. You're like, it's going to be a world-changing event. You have to. And buy. hey, in <laughs> retrospect, I wasn't wrong. Okay, you're at least part of the conversation, but you you're at least right. you at least had the insight into what was going on because you actually were the one that sent me it running on the PS4. Yeah. And wow. That like this is the thing. We got it on PS5 day 1 came out broken, but it it worked on PS5. Like there was things that didn't work, there was things that were promised that just never came. But on PS4, on Xbox 1, this game should have never ever even been a thought of being released. Or it should have gotten to a stage where they were like we got to axe this because like this game does not fucking work evidence that the fact that phantom liberty didn't even come out on the last gen consoles so game comes out (laughs) me and derek buy it honestly i had a fucking blast with this game fully with full transparency seeing all the flaws and the bullshit and everything that was wrong with this game i loved it the parkour aspect i was trying to break the game every chance i got the world is still to this day i think one of my favorite in terms of aesthetics favorite open world it, it's just gorgeous i love the design everything just breathes my like my colors i mean fuck, pixel candy it's neon pink purples like i love that shit this is my bread and butter the first person aspect of just being this person in night city it was a fucking good experience but it was broken as shit fast forward 2023 i have played the ps5 updated version which was great the 1.5 was like a phenomenal leap forward. Derek and I both got into the PC game around uh, September, right? Like, mm-hmm. you got it before me. But September, now we have access to the PC version. 
Shout out Josh, thank you by the way, because playing through Phantom Liberty 2.0 on PC is fucking insane. This and Alan Wake 2 are two titles that I can not speak highly enough that running on PC at ultra every like everything fucking set to balls out max this will convert anyone to be like okay like I understand what people are talking about when PC shit works this is the experience you want the game looks absolutely unreal the ray tracing the path tracing just the the lighting and the way it gives atmosphere to the city in a way it did not on PS5 and I was happy with the way it ran on ps5 i had no problems i enjoyed the living shit out of the game now seeing it on pc there is this extra layer and an atmosphere is the only word i can think of you can feel like the morning dew in the air you know what i mean like that like in real life when you get up at certain times of the day there's a different feel outside based on the lighting uh like light coming through your window and you see all the little particles flying up like that type of shit it's all there and this was such a fucking good experience. Never mind just Phantom Liberty being a really cool expansion. The 2.0 changes. Idris Elba, ridiculously good. Like, like almost almost better than Johnny Silverhand, I think, in terms of, like, a, a performance. I love Keanu Reeves, but, like, Idris Elba just nails the, like, spy dude. Yes. And uh, being biased on this, I just love a good, like, spy story thing i just i've always have espionage shit uh and this did a really good job i didn't know that was the storyline for phantom liberty that gets me even more excited yeah so he he's like a secret agent for the new usa and man just a really fucking solid experience so this i'm trying what are the what's the total here 20 between everyone um i had it ranked uh as my it was lower on mine i had it as eight yeah i think i, I believe brian you had it down as six and then both wow. uh um derek and josh you had it as five yeah yes i, that, yeah. I, I buy that it, it like that game there, there's like layers to how i think about this fucking game now because to to bring it back to the to Stadia. I played it on Stadia. <laughs> I Fully keep forgetting about that. Were you like an investor player. in Stadia? Why are you so hot on Stadia? I feel like I would, I it didn't never. even I feel like it didn't even like fully launch. Like what was up with that? Stadia. Yeah. It 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 worked. But at the time I didn't have my current PC. Mm. I didn't have any next gen consoles. Oh, I was okay. like that makes more sense. So you went to the cloud. You trusted it. the cloud. Yeah. Look what happened. And it worked. <laughs> like to the point where now, at any moment, I have my Stadia controller beside me because it, it's just like a well-made controller. I got it for ten bucks off of uh, Kijiji, um, but it, it like it worked fine personally for me. It wasn't the best looking. It like it looked like a standard console board, and the only reason I say it's not the best looking is because I've seen it on PC. It is like night and day, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to explain it. You have to see it to believe it. Yes. It's, it's like, it runs smoother. It's like, the crowds are more dense. The The way that just all the, the post-processing effects and like, it just overall looks how, what we thought it was going to look like. Yeah. Then on top of that, these 2.0 changes of how they change the skill tree. Like, yeah, I was kind of annoyed to have to re-put in all my points into the skill tree. For the third time. But... 
Oh, <laughs> but it's like you can see they're like, okay, this is how the next game is gonna work. Like Cyberpunk Two or whatever they're gonna call it. It's like this is how it's gonna be. We have a direction now. Yep. It's gonna be like this, and it's gonna feel good because now we're like, it doesn't have to be everything. Like it, you can see from the direction of the DLC, they're like, this doesn't have to be everything. This is a spy thriller. This is our direction we're gonna do. Yeah, and you can see that with the changes of everything, with the th- way things are rebalanced, with the way that your RPG mechanics are working in Phantom Liberty. They're like, we want it to be an RPG. Because honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they see Baldur's Gate. They're like, oh, we should have like a lot of follow through and all this other stuff. God, if the narrative path marries with Cyberpunk, I, it's over. That'll no, be don't like. Be your hopes up. That's not <laughs> happening. There's no way in hell. Um, but like them even leaning on those RPG elements in the dlc like your choices actually matter all of a sudden yeah like it, it's like it's not like baby things like you know you're nice to the arasaka guy or you say some quippy bullshit and then you shoot a guy or some you know you know how it is um it, it's actually choices matter and like people actually follow through and different yeah. things happen but i won't spoil that um the, the last thing i'll say about it because i i'm still not fully way through phantom liberty oh okay has anyone seen the trailer for that for that game? That live action trailer. The CGI that they one? Did? It won an award and it was like it was super it realistic looking. Yeah, at the the Golden Joysticks. I don't know why there's an award for best trailer. Um hey, but it I'll, won. I'll, I'll get in on that. But, <laughs> there's an oh, art form it, to trailers, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, look I, at yeah, any I guess. Metal Gear trailer. Look at any Metal Gear trailer and you will you will see it. Mm. But it's like the fair point. The the whole thing about Phantom Liberty, like that trailer, it's just like you follow Idris Elba, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, he ends it off. He says, and the last thing you think about, or whatever, is the game is fixed. And it's like the, t- the double entendre of that yeah. being like, play our whole fucking game. You know it's good. And the, the kind of like spying nature of it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. It's just the confidence that they have now. Mm-hmm. Back, like, it reminds me of when they revealed it. Like, that first trailer that we saw with, like, the lady with the with the uh, mantis like arms and stuff like that. Yeah, and, like, like that confidence is back, and I'm like, okay, show me what's next. Hell That's yeah, what I want to see. But sorry, give someone take it. No, all really good points. Um, Derek, you did beat it, right? Like you got all the way through, finished the storyline. No, I'm, I'm oh shit, I'm around the same point. I'm like to maybe three three quarters of the way through. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it all the way through. I haven't. I'm not even currently playing it. Like I'll, I'll have to go back to it and, and finish it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite the experience, especially like you said, going from the very beginning all the way to where it is now, and seeing it on PC. This was the first game I really booted up on PC and got to see what it's capable of. And I think to, to both your points, like I'm not going to go over the same stuff again. But the biggest the biggest thing that I, I would take away is just. There's nothing that pulls you out of the experience. You can talk about how like crisp this looks or how cool this lighting looks, but there's not a, a really a single area in that game when it's running the way it's supposed to be running. Like it feels like this is the experience that was promised to us three and a half years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Um, there's not a single area that looks like fake. It looks like it's pulling you out of the experience. It's just a fully immersive city that's just you want to get lost in and i i have i've gotten lost in this game for 20 or 40 hours every year for the last three years i just it's a yearly cycle of just let's yeah. go play some more cyberpunk because they updated it again right well and that um, that has been nice to be able to come back and relive in the world and like i've really taken the time and there's not many games i do this in i really don't fast travel in that game a lot i i 
pull I I call my car. I got the Cthulhu fucking Type 66 thing that's like my favorite car in the world. It looks like a Dodge Challenger on steroids. This thing pulls up and like I just love especially now looking at it on PC, just driving through the city. It doesn't matter what time of day. The fucking game looks so good that navigating through everything is so much fun. Um, and that was definitely one of the highlights. But Brian, you haven't played Phantom Liberty, but you did play a little bit of like the main game. So I just want to get like on air your thoughts of kind of first impressions of playing it. So I'm on it right now. I'm I, I'm Johnny Silverhand. My girlfriend was just taken. Mm. So that doesn't give away spoilers, too much. dude. No, okay. No, no, <laughs> it, no, really. It's the main game. It's like how yeah. old? It's totally fine. You can spoil it. Well, and, and even and even that, it's like that, that doesn't really. People are like who like that won't even make anyways it's uh i'm at that point so i think that's the almost the end of act two mm-hmm. and then act three starts like going into the different endings and stuff like that because there are different endings in this game from what i've heard anyways i i agree with all the points that have been made it's <laughs> it's one of those games where it's like i should not have played it off the heels of spider-man 2 and alan wake 2 because as good as it is it does not fucking even stand up a little bit to the first two in my opinion uh so like I, I don't know. I, I think it, we talked about timing and my like to go back to even Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't play Tears of the Kingdom, and the reason why is because when I played Breath of the Wild, it was a terrible timing for me mm-hmm. to play that game. And I feel like honestly, as much as I love Cyberpunk, this is a bad time. It was a, it was not good to play that after That's fair. The, after Alan Wake and Spider Man. So, but I I that being said, I'm still enjoying it. I think um, I you know what's crazy is like the some of the details in that game at one point i was like why the fuck am i moving so slow why can't i run oh you're over encumbered many guns <laughs> too many guns i'm like oh that's a that's a cool rookie mistake rookie mistake so a lot of good systems i think they redid they redid the skill tree in the 2.0 update i heard yeah the skill tree makes a ton of sense so yeah no i've been playing it I, I feel like it's another one of those games where i'll finish the main story and it'll still be like 200 hours i could play in this game there's a there's a lot you know? to go through yeah um i was actually so i was just at connor's on the weekend and he had never seen or like he's heard of it but he had never seen the original ghost in the shell anime and he's a huge cyberpunk fan so we sat down and he watched for the first time ever that original anime let me tell you, the amount of fucking crossover from that directly into cyberpunk, not just like the whole cyborg and like whatever, you know, like stylistic choices they made of Night City, all of it. Um, the spider tank thing you fight in uh, Phantom Liberty. I believe you, if you're halfway through, you've all seen that so far. That is directly like unapologetically from Ghost in the Shell and having just rewatched that there was so much I feel like um fuck what was the show Edge Runners every time I see like these things in the cyberpunk universe I love that game so much that I feel like compelled I'm like I just want to go I just want to go and like walk around Night City like that's how good that fucking map is and I, I love that it actually finally got I guess everything that it deserves with the 2.0 update and bringing everything back up good, to what we were story, promised. For sure, mm-hmm. good story because like uh, CD Projekt Red was in a bad fucking way, if we remember. Yeah. Because of this, this is a bad situation. And then, because if you remember, this happened, and then all these layoffs started. This was like during yeah. COVID, everything yeah. spiked, and then all the layoffs started like a year after that. So it's it's a good story. That that I don't know. Was there layoffs at CD Projekt Red? 
I, I mean, uh, recently after. with all, I don't know, but back I, then I, probably. Not right now. I know more than half of the team is working on that new Witcher game. Mm. Um, yeah, right. And then they're going to move to Project Yellow, I think it's called, which is the next Cyberpunk thing. But right now, they've been pretty like head in the sand kind of deal. It um, yeah, good it, story because like that game, the failure of that game. I don't know what the economics are for CD Projekt Red, but it would have been a bad situation if it stayed as bad as it was for it to come back like that. I think uh, that's the thing, right? Like they corrected the ship, and fucking this is the proof. Like the 2.0 yeah. plus the actual like expansion itself is just proof that they're doing like everything in their power, and they fucking nailed it. It's the dude. It made it's number four collectively between yeah. us four we voted this as number four more, ga- most obvious top three top 10 in 2023 that's insane so it, it's it, it's it's makes me wonder though like is it was it ever too big to fall because that's the thing like there's a few things going up that's against a question one cyberpunk's a big thing people love cyberpunk right now mm-hmm. steampunk is out cyberpunk is in so, like cyberpunk's huge right now two who hasn't heard of CD Projekt Red after The Witcher 3? Yeah. Who heard of them before The Witcher 3? That, that's the big thing. It's like Witcher 3, that's like a staple. And it's also like an open world first person shooter. Like, it's safe. It's safe. It really does like, hit I, all I'm the not things. Saying, it's not like a bad game by any like stretch of the imagination. I Clearly, I love it. But I'm like, is it the success story that I think it is? Because look at something like No Man's Sky. Where they're like, mm. they, like, truthfully, let's be honest, they kind of fucked up, like, hard. Yep. And, like, they, they could have just ate it. They could have completely ate it. And then look at it now. Look at it now. People fucking love that game. That game is, like, a $60 game now. That game launched at, I think, 30 or 40 and It now was discounted, yeah. <laughs> because, like, 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 the amount of quality that they worked towards it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just like, is there a world where Cyberpunk wouldn't have succeeded in one way or another? Like, it's a good point, honestly. You're there's best. some studios that are big and IPs that are big that don't make the comeback that try. Mm-hmm. Like I think maybe it's maybe it's not quite Anthem. the same comparable, but Anthem. And I'd even say one that me and you yeah. experienced is um, Battlefield 2042. I mean, uh, that, I don't want to talk about that, man. And, like, it was so awful. upsetting. Been, they're still updating that game. They're still doing map updates and everything, and it's not the really damage is done. Getting, there's no traction there, right? Despite the trying. So, like, as much as we can look at a game that had the redemption story and kind of think, like, oh, yeah. like, we we wouldn't just be nice to have released at a, at a steady state. Yeah. It's it's not easy to have that comeback, and you have to applaud a studio that's able to do it, even if they are as well known and as well respected as CD Projekt Red. Yeah, it's, that, it's that's weird. true. It's weird that we had so many awesome games this year and the industry has suffered so many losses. And I think on that side of it, with all the losses, it's nice to see this bright spot, you know, and, and for mm-hmm. them to be for them to be in these categories, like they're going to they might win a game of the year award for best ongoing title, which is kind of cheese because it's not really an ongoing title. However, mm-hmm. I think if they're going to win anything, it'll be that. Yeah. And uh, and I think they deserve it. So ho- hopefully <laughs> they get something at Game Awards, honestly. It's a hard argument because it's also like it is a single player campaign game. That yeah, game has not, had its time. It's not live it service. Became, yeah. And it, yeah. that's the thing. It's not a live service game. If Phantom Liberty alone won, different story. Yeah. But it's a little more nuanced. Uh, yeah. And also, to, to jump on the Battlefield thing real quick, Cyberpunk has more than double the amount of Battlefield players right now. I believe at it. At this yeah. very second. But also, Battlefield, I'm like, 
I'm wondering, like, genuinely, did it fail to them, like, in the fiscal? Because it's like, there's still 16,000 people playing, <laughs> and all the people that are gonna, you know, just buy it, never play it. Well, I, they got I say how, man, yeah, I say how heartbroken, <laughs> like, I genuinely am heartbroken at what happened with that game, and I think it was a huge failure design, everything about it was not, as a Battlefield veteran, what I wanted. I have 100 hours in that game. So it's like, I can't really... I still played it because I'm just like, I can't miss out on... If I'm going to trash talk it, I need to know every fucking nook and cranny. And there was a lot of redeemable shit with that game. But I don't want to go down the road. I'm really sad Say one nice thing about Battlefield before we move on. You got to say one thing that you like about it. I mean, no, honestly, like, having it on console and, like, having that player count was really cool for certain things. There was moments in that game that, like, the Battlefield moments, um, having the fucking, the 132 people, I think it was, like, insane. Like, it's, it did create chaos, but that was also its Achilles heel is, like, it, it, they didn't build the maps properly for it and it was like dead in certain areas and then other places it's like 64 people versus 64 people <laughs> it's just anarchy and everything yeah. crazy um yeah. but anyways let's move on to the final three which i feel like we just at this point yeah. know exactly what they are so what are we thinking between the three made it resident evil 4. to our three i'm gonna say, i'm gonna say resident evil 4 as well for number three I'm just trying to see where Snake Eater fits in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it at number hey. one. <laughs> Yo, listen, if, they, if Delta had released this year, I wouldn't even, it's like Alan with the Jurassic Park thing. It's like, I wouldn't even have to play it. I'd be it's like, my game of the one, year. I haven't even played it me. yet. <laughs> I haven't even played it yet. Um, it is Resident Evil 4, the remake, which I don't even, to me, this it doesn't need that. This remake is insane. Yeah, well, how here, many points did it get? Such a good so it has 22 points collectively, but I'll tell you right now, it was my number three for the year because, I mean, I, I have a lot to say about this game. I'll try and wrap it up quick. Um, I mean, Brian, you had his number mine five. Yeah, mine was five. You had his five. Uh, Derek, you had his number six. And Josh, you had his number eight. Mm-hmm. So still number three, like That's 22 five. points altogether. This was my number three because... I'm trying to separate the fact that this was a remake, even though it's impossible, because I, my history with the original is so fucking ingrained with why I'm even playing games in the first place. Like, that is a core game-building memory. memory for me, right? But that fucking remake, man, this is what I was saying before. Capcom knows what they're doing with the remakes. Like, as a fan that was like, you're remaking four... You, you remade two, you remade three, like hit and miss, you know, with two being amazing, three cutting content left, right, and center. It was just short. I feel like three for what it was was great too. Well, they cut entire they quality, sections yeah. Yeah, out of the, the middle. They just been more it ran and looked closer. just like two, so you would have yeah. figured it would be the same, but it wasn't because it content lacked. But the four, three, that was had my more content. Too. It did. It was so weird. And, and that's why four being what it was and having the legacy that it did at the time and what it what it fucking did for gaming is still insane to this day when you really analyze when it came out in what 2002 and broke the industry that was that was the cyberpunk back then but it didn't suck it came out and crushed everything so knowing a remake was coming out i was like please don't fuck this up like there was such high expectations and the fact that they changed so much there's that, like it, to anyone here that has played the original, a lot of four 
is yeah. is different. They they went radically different in some areas, but they did keep the game relatively the same. I beat that game fucking six times in a row. Like released, downloaded on day one, beat it, started immediately, and I did that six times. It's in a it's row. It's like it's like six hours or eight hours. Well, like, yeah, what's the, well no, the, the first playthrough I think was like 15 like, hours or something 15. like but that. But then the second one's like once you once you get the six. infinite rocket launcher, you can beat the game in like three hours. <laughs> exactly. But this is this is why I love especially Resident Evil and survival horror is the doing that right, building up your arsenal and playing the game in a fucking different way every single time. Knives only runs. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So that was a trophy for Village. Remember that? And that was run? Oh and that was so fun to do. So it was fun. so much fun. So four doing everything that it did, and I'm playing through the DLC right now. By the way, phenomenal. That game just it, it did everything I needed a remake to do. It kept everything intact that I loved about the original. But like I said, it changed like the way that just obviously Leon moves and operates. It's a modern feeling game but they changed like they didn't change like story elements but just the way you kind of navigate the map things are radically different and like they added a lot of like the blue medallion things to collect little little things like that keeping the fucking gem collecting and the treasure to just like get your money you and get the dopamine hit of like yeah what are you buying and selling fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars and that economy of upgrading your guns the gameplay loop in four back in 2002 was what drove me to be like this is one of the best resident evils because despite that original trilogy they did not have that replayability of like let's upgrade your guns let's buy a whole new fucking arsenal and play the game a different way than i did before and that was what made me go through the game so many times and and like it's ridiculous i think i've sent you guys the screenshot of what my briefcase looks like it's like it's all health and it's like an infinite rocket launcher and then just like all of the weapons it's i love that shit so it pretty much hit everything i wanted and i honestly i don't know if i have i wish i had constructive criticism and maybe i'm too biased but i i don't i've got one point i've got one point on this the rng gumball machine can straight get fired. yes thank <laughs> you that you are 100 percent right because again six times in a row and i still with 230 tokens have not gotten the one charm that i wanted which was allowing leon to run 20 percent faster which that is charm still way slower than most runs in most other but games that yeah. would have changed the game completely like him running 20 percent faster i wanted and i have 230 tokens something like that like three tokens to get each pull or something yeah so i've done i've done it where i sit there and i exhaust every combination of gold and silver tokens i can in hopes of getting it i've done it 15 times and it hasn't happened so I, my coins are just sitting there on the save file but yes that's a fucking pain point for sure yeah. other than that the game's incredible and it was my game of the year until because like if you look at my list it's number five the games that are ahead of it oh it might not have been game of the year it's my number two because to me dead space i don't know mm. why they were they were like neck and neck and i gave dead space more love on this list because i just felt like it got fucked everywhere else <laughs> but like mario wonder spider-man and Alan wake before those games came out uh, resident evil 4 i was like oh man this is the shit like this is it's so well done and like again going back to like the audio we were talking about with Dead Space. The audio is really well done in that game. Mm -hmm. Some of the um, 
some of the different developments they did with the mechanics. I'm just like, this is, it just, it really felt, it, it, that was kind of one of the key differences with Dead Space. Dead Space felt like a PS3 game that looked pretty. Resident Evil 4 Remake felt like a PS5 game. Like mm-hmm. if you had yeah. never played the other one, you wouldn't have even known the difference in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like they really built it from the ground up, which I appreciated. Same, same with Resident Evil 2. Funny enough, I like Resident Evil 2 better, but that's because I think the story is a little more classic and a little less some weird Spanish flu has floated into the police village. station is just such a good you know what I mean? setting like, too. Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. X, Mr. X scared the shit out of me, man. I played that <laughs> game during COVID in the dark and I was like, <laughs> Oh man, this is the world might end and this guy might kill me in this game. And I don't know what's going on. And it is bad. Those yeah. footsteps are just intimidating. Smacks open a fucking door. So antagonizing. So antagonizing. Derek, you're, you're, you became a big Resident Evil fan in the last like decade, having played what seven was your first? Seven was my first. Yeah, That's a great, so I, oh, I what a great any of the start. original. Yeah. Oh so what? So what are your overall kind of impressions? We've talked about it, but just for the show. Yeah, I mean, for Resident Evil Four, it um, I think for what it was trying to do, it is an absolutely phenomenal game. It, it did everything expertly. The, the the combat system, the the level design, the the actual characters, the graphics. The game looks gorgeous. Um, but it's even just the art style and, and everything is, is so well produced and so well done that I, I, can, I can fully understand how, how y- you can't find any faults in it. And even myself, the faults that I do have are just personal things of like, I prefer the slower pace, the more um, methodical, like you have three bullets and one health kit and you're creeping yeah. down a hallway and you, you, you're freaking out versus like I've got a machine gun, eight health kits and 4,000 bullets and I'm going to wreck house, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a completely different game and mm-hmm. I just prefer one over the other and for what, but for what this did, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I actually enjoyed it more on my second playthrough. Um, I played through it immediately after beating it, which is pretty rare for me. Usually once I play through a game, even if it's not that long, I'm usually kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. But with this one, I immediately booted back up, put the difficulty up, started doing challenge runs and trying doing like, uh, collecting all the items and like, like 100% kind of completionist playthrough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it really won me over by the end. Um, and it's really just personal issues or personal preferences that keep it from being higher up on this list. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, Josh, I, you, I know you played it. Uh, did you beat it? Uh, no, but I did play Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube for the first time this year, too. Oh, shit. Like, okay. On GameCube, like, too. Like, the original release. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I got a copy years ago, years ago. Like, the two discs... Uh, like and like, I was just like, eh, I'll play it one day, um, and I just decided to go for it this year. That game holds up incredibly well. Uh, I don't know, last time you guys played it, holy shit, does that game hold up? To like to this day, where you're like, even like, and I and I and I got a hunch I'm probably with my people, but it's like I love tank controls. I I I am. All in on yeah, tank so I controls. I got some love. I got some love for old school yeah. tank controls. For sure. If there was a tank control option in Remake, I would fucking do it, dude. Oh, hell yeah. I wow. would kill to have a tank control option. It, it's it's just a different kind of Resident Evil 4. It's almost like Resident Evil 4 if they like got to do it again. Yeah. But like, we're able to still like have the bones. Like, because like, the, game, the game's got a lot of meat on there. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's sti- it's still Resident Evil 4, which is like a beefy arcadey game, 
And it's, like, no one's ever been like, oh, Resident Evil 4 is the scariest game ever. Resident Evil 4 is goofy as shit. It's funny. It is. I love it. it, it like, <laughs> like, the ballistics line, uh, I'm so sad it's gone, but it was hilarious. And, like, all these, like, it, it doesn't mind being, like, campy and funny. And I think it takes it a little more seriously in the remake. Um, ju- just by sheer comparison. It does, um, yeah. And it's like, that's fine. It's just a creative choice. It's, it's like what you were saying. It's like, my nitpicks are just going to be that. It'll be nitpicks. It's not things that I would say yeah. are, like, inherently breaking the game. But it's like, it's a solid game. It really, it really like, refines that formula they had in 2. The combat's really good. Um, it's gorgeous. It runs pretty well. Um, I don't know. It... In a weird way, it made me want to play seven again. Interesting. I mean, sorry, oh, eight. I had that feeling. They're, they're so different. Oh, eight. Yeah, <laughs> eight. Eight similar. Eight. eight, eight yeah, okay, village. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I totally <laughs> fumbled that. But it made me want to play eight <laughs> because the beginning of eight is it's just mm. four. It's yeah. the exact yeah, yeah. same thing. That entire but game is very similar. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it is balls to the wall. Like almost the same thing until you get to like the very last bit of set of eight um with the jars and shit but uh that wouldn't be out of place in four and it's just so interesting that i don't know something about eight really really resonated with me i think maybe the first person perspective did more than i thought mm. and like the kind of there's ever everyone here's playthrough eight I'm oh hell yeah i did the same oh, thing okay. Beat it like still four times in a row. We're still salty. We don't have the platinum. <laughs> we have ninety-eight percent mercenaries mode. Oh, yeah, mercenaries mode. Is Fuck mercenaries, Capcom. Why did you do this Dude, to me? Mercs mode is fun in it. It is it, fun, it not when it requires you to get S uh, S rank in every single map. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. Like it, but seeing like a professional do it, I'm like, holy shit, this crazy. Is but I, and like looking at four, just 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 in terms of like what it is now to what it was back then yeah i think four could come out now and still do good and i yeah. think in this in this shape i think it would do good what i do i think it would do good if it wasn't tied to resident evil at all oh that's mm. interesting anytime you separate ip it gets interesting mm. you know what you said it made you want to play eight it makes me want to play seven it actually resident Evil four was so good it makes me want to replay all the modern ones so seven <laughs> eight remake of two remake of three it makes me want to play all of those again. That's how good it was. I was just like, man, fucking Capcom just nails it. Five and six from back in the day were god awful in my opinion, but <laughs> like one, two, and For three. For shame. Alan's the only one that likes it. Josh, I, like yeah, it. I, I love both of them, especially as co-op five. games. For, I am a five gameplay apologist. That okay. game is like crack when you have a good when you have a friend when it's co-op it's such a fucking good co-op game and this this is the question i wanted to ask josh um this is actually in relation to okay so what derek was saying about like liking um you know two better for like the, the i only have two bullets and all that shit you mentioned the tank controls and all that stuff have you played the 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 latest remake of resident evil one like like you're talking about like like, it was like, the like GameCube the remake PS1 of the PS1, but like they've yeah. they've up oh, it for like PS3 and PC and PS5 yeah. and like all that shit. Have you played that one? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Because that to me, when you said tank controls, yeah, that's a great game. It, to what Derek was saying, like a lot of people fucking hate tank controls, but when you look at Resident Evil One, it combines 
the control <laughs> it combines <laughs> that control scheme the fixed camera angle and the fact that you only have like one two three bullets but this is the thing it's just like you're going down that hallway and let's say you're coming towards the camera for the first time you don't know what's around that corner and it's not like a traditional game where you can just kind of peek around you will not know until you break commit, that line commit, of commit. sight <laughs> and it changes and they use that against you throughout the entire game to trip you up have new enemies come in and it's this fucking tense ass moment i'm not saying i need like a modern version of that but i just wanted to bring it up because it reminds me of like a time oh, the crows do the crows coming through the yeah. window and yes the dogs breaking oh, through the glass like the, there's something to be said about that old fucking classic version of like resident evil games that i just i still go back to one and i i love the shit out of it for, for all the reasons we've said collectively on, on the whole franchise, it's just that survival horror aspect is so pure, you know? Dude, oh, and one, you can miss a lot. That's what I love, is mm. there's a really non-linearness about one, that, like, things aren't always in the same place. Like, I remember... It's a hard uh, game. I, oh, it's fucking it so hard. And, Get like, the crank handle to open the door. It's like a oh, fucking escape room. That was a... Dude, based I, on these games. does anyone remember the PlayStation Portable Go? The little flip phone, like the flip-up one, yeah. So if there's there's a game I played more than anything else, it was fucking Resident Evil One for PlayStation One on the little. The, that's probably where my my hand cramps come from. Is that fucking stupid system? Um, yeah, good good times, good times. And we're probably due for like I next PlayStation showcase. I'm calling it. Uh, we're gonna get a Resident Evil announcement 100%. for something nine. It'll be, it'll be nine or Resident Evil Five remake. But no, it'll be nine. Be, don't don't remake Chris Punch. No one cares. No one cares. I guess they. I guess they've been doing yeah the first person and remakes. I think I said it last time on the podcast, but it's like they're at like they're at a point where they're like we've had a really good run with Resident Evil. Yeah. Well, we gotta are stop we gonna guys. Fuck it up again. Or yeah, they're ready to fuck it up again do? for sure. For sure. We're nearing the end. We're getting there. This has been a very long show, but a fucking awesome show so far because I love talking about all this stuff. We're down to the final two. I mean, do you guys... No one needs to guess. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yes. Spider-Man 2 is our second game of 2023. And, man, what a fucking good time. What a like, fun time. Before I throw it to anybody, I'll just say my quick piece about this game being that it is just that pure, fun-ass time that is not interrupted by pretty much any bullshit. Like, even the Mary <laughs> Jane sections, which I... I don't know why they brought back. They got such hate on in the first game, but even those, whatever, they were totally fine. They're good, yeah. The movement system. That's true. In the end, when you when you have to go and use that shit, I was like, this is a little hardcore. There's like a a trained army of soldiers that are like, (laughs) like trained for like 30, 40 years to like just hunt and be aware of their surroundings. And there's this chicken in a leather jacket with a fucking taser. And and two and two Spider Men that could have done the job that she needed to do, but they (laughs) fuck off to do other shit. It, It was great. Um narrative i thought was really fascinating uh we talked a lot about who we thought was going to be venom and the way they kind of tease you as to like where it's going and who you partner up with and the whole narrative structure of that game was just keeping me on my toes which i appreciate but when it comes down to gameplay man like fucking was it 2018 that spider-man came out that like another loaded year for gaming in general yes god of war man Red Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two. Yeah. Fuck, man. So like seven. Are you seven? Maybe. I, yes, I think I think so. Twenty 
17? Was it? Well, still, a good couple of years for gaming. Um, flying or webbing around in that game. That is a game, oh. it kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, and I used to boot up Tony Hawk and not do fucking anything. I wasn't playing, like, the game and, like, unlocking stuff and doing, you know, no the, the missions. living your life. It was just, I would just skate. And I would literally, for hours, I would just skateboard in the world doing nonsensical things that had no progression or whatever. I, I miss those days of, like, you don't have to play the game for a reason. You're just playing the game. Spider-Man has this fucking this thing in it that taps into that part of my brain where I could just web around that city, flight suit, the, the, the wingsuit, and, like, just switch between Miles and Peter and the way that the combat works. It's all stuff we're familiar with. But similar to what I said about Zelda, this to me was 2018, just perfected. They really just took it, everything they had learned, everything that was already pretty fucking killer, and took it and and dialed it up to 11. Like, this was so much fun to play. I think, I think I'd just beaten Baldur's Gate and this game came out. So going from a game that was pretty intensive, it did require me to go online and learn all the shit like I was saying to just this like fun ass game similar to um mario wonder it's just pure enjoyment like i had so much intense fun with this game and there was so much more to it as well which i'm sure you you all will speak about but yeah number two i think it deserves it it's being a sequel it was a worthy sequel it was a fun ass sequel and uh i'm i'm just glad we get to get our hands on shit like this you know it's a very enjoyable platinum too yeah, I think like and, uh, yeah, quick platinum. <laughs> yeah, quick have you guys platinum. all gotten it? All three of you got the platinum now. <coughs> I did, not, um, not Brian. I, I think did, Brian yeah. and I. Yeah, I did it the other night. It's my tenth platinum. Feel real good about that. It's not a lot of platinum. Congratulations, it's an exclusive man. Group. It's an exclusive group. That's no, honestly. Uh, the wingsuit. I agree with everything Alan said. I think I, I think it it did perfect 2018 really well. I thought the story was really well thought out. I liked I liked how they did like extended cutscenes where they're explaining. Uh, Peter and Harry's relationship in a lot more yeah. depth, or they're explaining Mary Jane and Peter's relationship in a lot more depth. I thought Miles, like Josh, we talked about this when you were on the show. I think Miles is is <laughs> so corny, and like he's too nice to be real. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, I, I think he was a little bit dialed too much to be a bit of a pussy, and. <laughs> That was my only gripe. And my other thing that I thought, I don't know if this is like a problem or not, but I felt like Craven's story kind of ended. And I'm like, but the hunters are still around. And like, no, 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 I know. But like, then (laughs) it goes to Venom. And I'm like, well, I don't, it it felt like there was too much. It felt like a bit like Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire, was it Sam Raimi who did that movie? Yeah. It felt a little bit like you guys are really overloading me with villains. And like, I don't know. I felt like there I was do like wish there was there was a little like twenty percent less Craven and give that yeah. to the Venom story. I, if I could change something, I wish there was a little more. Yeah, I felt yeah. like that was a little bit weird. It could have been the. I mean, this is the thing with Spider-Man games. Depending on how you play them, if you do a bunch of side stuff first, if you golden path the whole thing and don't do side stuff at all, maybe it's different. I don't know. But that was my only gripe with it. Other than that, it like it is smooth as butter. It's literally. I always compare it like. We're about to talk about a game that is very much like Oppenheimer from a movie perspective, yeah. and this was Avengers Endgame. Like, you can't really compare those two because they're both set out on different objectives. So it's almost unfair to compare it to what I guarantee number one's going to be. 
Uh, I did. I didn't even say. Does anyone have a guess on what the score collectively was for this one? So Ooh, with Resident Evil 4, 22. Anyone want to take a shot? 30. It was thirty. It was thirty. Oh wow. Thirty. Yeah. Wow. We all had it pretty high. Um, I had it as number five. Uh, Brian, you had it as number two. Derek, you had it as number four, and then Josh, you had it as number three. So it's all like it's pretty high on all our lists. Oh, like going off of what you're saying, Ryan. Like with what number one is most definitely going to be Tears of the Kingdom. It's like when you look at Spider-Man. <laughs> Although if we're not saying it, it's like Voldemort. You know what I mean? We're like <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say, say it until we get there. But it, it's like there there are two games excelling at what they want to do. And that's the thing. It's like, for all the shit I can give Spider-Man for being exactly what we thought it was going to be, yeah. it is exactly what the doctor ordered, though. It's yeah. like Comfort food, it, man. It doesn't need to be different. But it, it's like, it is like your favorite meal from your yes. favorite restaurant yeah. Yeah. that you don't You know what mac and cheese often. bites are going to taste like, you know? They're going to yeah. be good and yeah, really bad you for you. you know? Exactly. <laughs> but it, it's like with, like, I, I think, I, was, I don't know if I was talking to you on the podcast, but it's like this is just Arkham Arkham City again. Like yeah. that yeah. feeling yes. I had when Arkham City came out, where I was like, "Holy shit! I could just go around this place for hours. I could look at all these fun costumes I got. Look at all these fun different enemies that I can do, and all this other shit." Um, but I think I do agree with what you're saying about like, especially with the story. It's like Craven's like, oh, "Okay, all right, we're done with Craven." Then it's like, "All right, Venom." Time. It's a hard. It feels like a hard right turn. Yeah. He just kills him like, off. He's like, okay, and we're going over here. Okay. Oh, yeah. wait, and that fight's <laughs> so climactic <laughs> okay. and awesome. And it's so fucking exciting to do. And the fact that you get to be in the fight is such yep. a great twist uh, on, like, what I thought it was going to be. Like, it, they're just like, no, no, no. You get to feel, like, the power that Venom has. And I thought that was so awesome. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you can show him eating fucking 900 dudes and being like, oh, okay, that could be They me. really went for it with that. I didn't expect oh, how that was gruesome great. Really it love was. That a Venom game. I yeah. want a Venom game now. I want to just do that <laughs> yeah. in, like, the streets, like, prototype, where you just can throw cars and yes. stuff at people and, like, yeah. rampage. Give me that, but for Venom in this universe. So intuitive, yeah. too. Amazing. Oh, my God. No matter who oh, you man. were in that game, I felt like it was, the controls were so intuitive. All the powers were sweet. They really, I, they really made the combat system deliberate across gadgets mm-hmm. and across yeah. powers, which I feel like 18 was like, oh, my God, I could press 1,900 buttons here. But it was very, like combos made more sense and oh man it was yeah, oh it was dude yeah. i totally agree like i played on the the, the hard the hardest difficulty spectacular mode. yeah like, spectacular and like, mode. And like you actually it. had to kind of like get in on the combos you had to get in on your gadgets because these guys are taking you out relatively easily especially the and boss like, fights yeah oh, boss those, fights some of those spicy. were grueling yeah, yeah. all oh, the boss right. fights were like three stage at least mm-hmm. i feel like long. Oh yeah. yeah, and like some, I remember when like, I did Croc, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this is not Dark Souls. I forgot <laughs> about Croc because like Croc just kind of enters and then leaves. This stage is what right I mean. It felt fight. like Spider-Man Three. It felt like Tobey Maguire dancing in the street a little bit with like Miles's corniness. <laughs> I feel like that's direction. just a staple now. We just got to accept that anything Spider-Man is just going to have a lot. Okay, yeah. it's I guess. just a yeah. lot. The but they did it. Too. They did it well. Like the first and, and No Way Home did it well six. too. Um, well, there was oh, a yeah, bunch yeah. in that one, so like as much as they didn't have main roles, there was true. a bunch in the first one too, and it just I guess maybe it was handled yeah, a little true. bit better, so it wasn't as noticeable. Whereas maybe. this one was very much like I, I like to I like the tombstone worked at a go tr- go kart track. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I, that, I, I forgot about that. Back. 
he just never you know? appeared again. I thought I like they were the, gonna be like, yeah. "Oh, he's here to help you out or some shit." Nah, he's well, you know, he's tombstone in it somewhere else. Mysterio's this, whole thing Mysterio was fucking cool. Incorporating in it like by that. Some developers, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I it was interesting. They, they really did a good job of playing with different side stories and making them mean something instead of just like even the stuff. There is something I heard. I think it was from Greg Miller was saying this could easily be like a games for impact situation with everything they did around the girl that was deaf. And how that whole side mission was handled, like there is some real. It was a very inclusive game. Well, even uh, accessibility, like Insomniac, yeah. fucking leads accessibility with Naughty Dog. They they do an amazing job with allowing oh, yeah. people to play their games. Did anyone see? Okay, you can unlock the um, the noir Spider Man from across mm, the yeah. Spider Verse. Did anyone see the thing online about if you go into accessibility? It's for accessibility. It's not like it's supposed to be uh, cheat code. Let's say. You can change the world to be void of all color and basically turn. Uh, it's not black yeah. and white. It's like it sepia, like but it, it fits the noir Spider-Man, and it's like that, like shit, like that's, that's cool. cool that they even have the visual ability to change it like that, right? Oh yeah, like that. That and that game is it's just dripping with one money. Holy shit, this game is yes. so expensive. From the license yeah. to music to huge voice actors and i love like to I, i'm gonna try to wrap this up real quick but to go off what you're saying brian of like how much time they let you not be spider-man like they're like yeah no no, no you being peter you're gonna go on this oh, that's cool i think to Let's ride a bike yeah, yeah, yeah ride a bike and then you can ride a bike later too if you find one yeah, on the street a lot of riding I, I didn't bikes. know that and I, like I, you, you get that yeah, all so, the yeah. different all the different ways they they allow you to do different stuff. Like I, I was telling Alan on one of the other shows, like when you got wingsuit into that slipstream, or when you're doing like the environmental challenges where it's just utilizing, it's like how many different ways can we use the dual sense? I was mm -hmm. like, this is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, I love games that that go lead into the tech. Yeah. Derek, I want to um, I want to end with you because you you waited a little bit to play this. Like it released. Um, I, I know what you were playing during then. We can't can't speak about it just yet um so waiting so long and then finally <laughs> we're keeping up the facade too. <laughs> finally we've playing this game band. yeah we got to commit to it at this point uh what will your initial impressions i think we talked about it uh when you were on the show i think but like w give us your kind of quick overview I, of how you felt yeah, I, don't, I don't think we did but yeah my um my impression of going into this game was okay it's gonna be more spider-man um alan some other games Whoa! are coming out soon. <laughs> oh, no. um, some other things are coming out. Um, I'm gonna wait on this, right? I was in no rush. I still paid full price for it. I still I beat it in like four or five days. I just wrecked it over like a, a weekend. I just had a bunch of free time, and um, yeah, I was I was actually really pleasantly surprised by it because I was expecting it to just be more Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really kind of factored in how much the wingsuit and the control system refresh would actually impact the game. Like, these are simple things that don't really show well in a trailer. Like, you can, oh, cool, there's a wingsuit. Like, that's something, but you're just still punching people and doing the same city and whatever. Yep. But it really, really got me once you started getting into that flow and just how much faster you can explore this city. It loads so quick. <laughs> so quick. So fast. It's it, like, especially once you've upgraded all of your abilities and your swing speed and your, your like, the boost that yeah. you can do you just whip across this city in a way that I wanted to do in the first game mm -hmm. and a big thing that I think about with sequels is 
it doesn't have to be this way, but I would love for a sequel to make me not want to go back to the original because it's done so much more to pull it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The entire time I was playing Spider-Man 2, I was thinking, I don't want to play Spider-Man 1 because the swinging is so much slower. The wingsuit offers so much more versatility in terms of like just your choices. It's not just swing forward and like do some tricks. You can yeah. use the wingsuit, go into a slipstream, swing back out, dive down, swing off across the side, and then when you go into combat, the, the way that they've implemented the the, um, the bumpers and the actual button layouts and how you can do your special abilities now is so much more engaging and dynamic. The boss fights are so much better. There were so many things about this game that are just little things that are subtle enough that you don't really like pay attention to them, but they mm-hmm. add up to make the experience far better than the predecessor. And I was very pleasantly surprised with the overall experience. I like the story. I think just as much if not better than the first one i think the dynamic that they had with harry and him and turning into um a, a virtual a villain and coming in and like it was it was it was very well done from beginning to end um very pleasantly surprised yeah i have a question actually because remember the long preview we saw i forget what it was i think it was game Wards last year i don't remember but there was a sequence where they're on the water and they're jumping mm-hmm. through different construction zones that did that happen in the game? Like my mind is all yeah. like, yeah, it, it's a when, little different. When in the game yeah. was that? I feel like they you're miles right on the dock, and yeah, you're ch- it, who are you chasing? You're chasing someone, lizard, but it's right? both it's of lizard. you. I think they so. They have lizard captured. I think in the preview it was Miles and Peter, and they're on the water. They're off the water. They're through oil rigs. They're flying all. They around. did have it that, yeah. The but Peter's you don't play as Peter though. He's he's the he's getting the symbiote. He's getting a little more angry and shit like that. Um, yeah, so you have him on the comms, but I don't. Th- I don't think you switch because that was one thing leading into this game. I was like, how cool would it be to really structure a fight where they give you reason to switch between the two? They didn't yeah. do that, which it was. It was just a cool wish. But um, I thought that that the thing you're referring to, I thought it was one of those. It's in the game. It's just Miles. Right. Maybe yeah. I just had forgotten that. And they, they yeah. cut that section up differently. There's certain sections that yeah. they insert. Like, I think there's the beginning, and then there's, like, a full, like, 15, 20-minute section, right. and then they go to the chase. So it's, yeah. it's not one for one with the trailer. Right. What it, I, it, what it was, was different. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. No, 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 you go ahead, don't. Uh, I was just going to say, like, one of the things Derek was mentioning about Spider-Man 2 and how you don't want to go back to Spider-Man 1, that goes kind of, I think, across the board for a bunch of different players. My five-year-old son is actually going to be six next week, which fucking blows my mind. Yeah, that's wild. Um... <laughs> He he's that way too. I'm like, which Spider-Man game do you want to play? Because sometimes he likes playing Miles Morales because he knows he likes that one suit or whatever. He's like, I want to play the new one, and I'm like, why? He's like, because I love the wingsuit. And I'm like, so at five years old, it's like it's grabbing, yeah, it's grabbing every demographic in a way where it's like this has been polished to a point where like you actually don't need to play the old ones. I don't know if that's good or bad, yeah. but like it it just is, and it makes this game really cool. Well, I, I think that kind of goes with like, well, it's like it's what you know you're gonna get. But you're like, oh, I didn't know I was going to get this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, the last thing I want to note on Spider-Man, did anyone did any of you go through the options and turn off web assistance? No, but I've so, seen the videos. Have you seen this? People smacking into buildings in the street. It looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, so web assistance by default is on 8 out of 10. So it's like, you know, it flows how you know it. If you put it to 0, it's, like, realistic. Like, oh. you have to, like, build momentum. You have to fight with the building that you're attached to. So, like, if you're attached to a building on the right, you're going to be, like, pulling really hard to the right. And it's just, like, 
What the hell? I'm just going to make a quick note to uh, try turning off assist after this. <laughs> yeah, I tried it down to think it was level three or four, and I immediately turned it back off because it was right before one of the big like action set pieces. I think it was the one where you're going through all the portals. And I was just like, this is a terrible time to try and learn how to swing for the first time in my life. Yeah. And immediately turned it off because it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that I think people requested that from the first game of having an option that's to really be more so deliberate and like try more. It's a cool thing to add. I, I think that's the whole thing. It's like Insomniac's like, yeah, you really want it. Yeah, here, here it is. Have fun <laughs> with that. Yeah. People wanted it. What I want to do before I get to the final game of the year, Pixel Candy 2023 game of the year, woo! Just announce the stragglers, and we don't need to go in depth on these. I'm just going to announce the ones that didn't make the list as honorary mentions. And these were basically, like I said before, stuff that everyone had on their list that other people just didn't play, so it like it pretty much didn't make the cut. So, J Star Wars Jedi Survivor, you, you guys thought that was going to be on the I list. Thought maybe. I thought maybe. It yeah. did not make the list. Um, Cocoon. Solid choice. That was one of Josh's. Uh, I also played that. Fantastic game. Viewfinder. Really fucking cool game this year. <laughs> Indie title. That was great. one of Brian's. Gunbrella. Oh, also great. Killer game. If anyone loves a good side-scroller pixel fucking adventure, did you only play it at my place, or did you buy it and play it yourself? I didn't buy it. Yeah, I've beaten the demo. I, I never. Oh, I played it at your place and then I downloaded it on PC. Yeah, it's just more of that, but it's great. It, yeah. It's basically yeah. I'm trying. It's uh, you're playing Katana Zero. Everybody else. It's Gosh. yeah. It's pretty much a, a gunslinger Katana Zero oh, yeah. type game. Real good. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 was another one that yeah, we had on there. Demoed it up real nice. Hi-Fi Rush fantastic game i only played like a few hours but what a fucking solid experience starfield it has two points on this list i think i have i, think I have it with two points it's, De it's derek's it's yeah. derek's um and finally pizza tower which was one that josh suggested yes. and i was like what the fuck is pizza tower and i ended up with those credits on steam buying it and still what the fuck is this game it's it's really cool it's like sonic the hedgehog but you're like an italian man collecting pizza ingredients and it's an absolutely acid trip of a time so those did not make the list again all honorable mentions but the time has come finally after our longest episode ever to announce our game of the year and without waking up your significant other can we get like a like a like a drum roll. Alan Wake Two is our Yay. game of the year with a forty point total. Wow. Every wow. single one of us on all of our lists scored it as our number one. It is unanimous. Wow. That's crazy. This so is crazy. the fucking winner. Holy shit, man! We've talked about this game at length on the show, so I don't know what else I can say other than like. Someone made a comment. I think it was Brian. You made a comment right at the start of the show that just like you couldn't go back from like one I, game to another yeah. or something something like that this game if you play anything right after alan wake 2 it's just like you just played something that in my opinion is such an elevated gaming experience it's like it really is like watching an a24 film that you can't get out of your fucking mind but it's also a game and it does the game part really fucking well too so there's that and it, graphically, it looks amazing. There's all these elements that come together 
that once you wrap it up, it's hard to transition to anything and go, oh yeah, no, these are just games, not to undermine anything. But I see Alan Wake 2, and this is maybe putting it on a bit of a pedestal. It's just a different beast. Like, it affected me differently. I experienced it differently. Like, it really was this art house fucking mesh of mediums between the way they use music, the way they use live action footage, gameplay, storytelling. That the wild way- sequence in the middle. The, the wild dance number. We can't talk about it because so many people haven't played this game and it's the most unexpected shit I've ever seen. I think people know that there is a crazy dance number. They, they're advertising it heavily now. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a 16-minute short film at the end of the game that you can watch that's one of the most batshit crazy things in the world. You just... It, there's something about this game that is so fucking unique and everything bleeds and just... And very unsettling. Very unsettling, um, but in the best way possible as a horror, survival horror experience. Um, I walked away from this game and during just jaw to the floor. I We've talked about it before, about the PC aspect to this game specifically. Cyberpunk's one thing. Like, Cyberpunk looks fucking phenomenal. I still don't think this right now, uh, as of me recording this episode is the craziest looking game I've ever seen in my entire life, whether it be lighting, rendering, fucking just the the way that it runs, like it's smooth, but it's so realistic. Um, I don't know if I mentioned on the show at any point, I was watching a, a documentary, like the actual team that's like going over the making of, Derek, I sent you like this, this whole thing. It's the amalgamation of all their making ofs. Yep. And Nicole was in the room and I was, like, making breakfast or something. She comes down. She kind of glances up. Like, you know, normally she doesn't care about this shit. She doesn't say anything. It's just playing and she'll do her own thing. At one point, she's just like, is this a is this a game? Or what What? what are you watching? I'm just like, it's a doc on, like, the, the game I've been talking about, Alan Wake 2. She's like, what? This is a game. And I'm like, yeah. And she got really fucking interested. Because they're, they're not only talking about how the story works and how they came up with the narrative how they're meshing the mediums and how then they started talking about tech about how to light the game and all these crazy things and she was like thoroughly impressed by what she was seeing and blown away not believing just on this quick glance that this was a video game and that is one thing until the next one comes out that i'm just gonna hold as like this game has completely changed the way i look at visuals in a game because i i would just be playing it and every two seconds i would have to stop and be like fuck man this is this is a it's a game like i'm not it looks like a live action show that i'm controlling and i know we we've joked for fucking decades we've all at one point in our lives been like it won't get better than this i always make the joke of like booting up gran turismo on the playstation and uh like one and being like there's no fucking game that'll ever look better than this but we really are, man. Like, you look at Forza, right? Like, that's kind of the forefront of, like, graphics. Because racing games really just focus on graphics. Forza, I think, is a good example of being, like, at the forefront of all that. This was the first game that was, like, a, you're controlling a human. It's a horror game. Like, it's not a racing game. You are, you are exploring forestry. You're exploring New York in the dark place. That gave me that feeling when I see these racing games... You know, when a new console comes out and blows your socks off with the graphics. But it happened with this game. And I just can't say enough about the visuals on PC. I know on PS5 it still looks fantastic. Not as good as PC, though. 
it's not but still it doesn't take away i'm sure that that you can all speak to this um about everything else that it has the the narrative is still something that keeps me up at night because i'm just like wait like i fucking what did that one thing mean like i and we talked about it with this one person their theory kind of blew my mind there's so many things that were left open at the game but they still gave you a sense of closure and left you with like that was a fucking incredible and well-told story and then they leave like the carrot dangling being like there's a little bit more like you're gonna want to come back if there's dlc or a sequel 10 years hopefully not from now um but yeah i this is kind of like what i said with resident evil 4 i really i don't know if i have much criticism i'm just high on it so maybe it'll take a couple years to look back and be like i didn't like this this and this um Fuck yeah! I don't know who wants to take over now. I just I I love I, this game. I can offer one tiny piece of criticism, but this criticism comes on the mechanic side of things, and it might have fucked with things too much on the story side of things. Mm. If you took away batteries and the flashlight, which I think I don't know about all of you, but for me, the flashlight the the combat became a bit clunky between flashlight and pistol. If you take that away and just make the enemies a bit tougher. I don't know. I think I kind of would have liked that better just from a strictly gameplay perspective. But I know the flashlight and the idea of the flashlight and shadows in the dark place was such a pivotal thing in the story that maybe they couldn't. That was my only time. If I had to criticize anything, it would be that tiny little thing. But overall, this is like my second favorite game of all time being only taken down by Metal Gear 1. Hmm. This is like all time. This is for all the reasons Alan said. And the fact that I can't stop thinking about it. It's like that that person you're with dating and like, you know, back in the day, whether you're with that person now or you're with the wing of your you're just like, I need to see this person again. And then you're just like, oh, Spider-Man 2. Well, that's not the same. <laughs> that's not Alan Wake 2. I guess I'll fucking play this game now. But like, that's how I knew it was special. Like, I knew this game was great. Alan and I talked about it like crazy. We were messaging like crazy back and forth. I'm sure you were all doing the same with each other, too. And I got to this point where I'm like, I didn't even realize how good this game was until I got to Spider-Man was a little bit annoyed that there wasn't more Alan Wake 2. Which is <laughs> kind it's of coming, though. Statement. It's coming. There's DLC. Don't, yeah. don't but worry. But you know what I mean? Like, that, isn't that insane? It's like I still have... At that point, I had 70% of yeah. Spider-Man still to play, and I was a little bit pissed that I couldn't play more Alan Wake. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, it a, it's a lot. Yeah, so compelling. The hotel that you're in as Alan was Silent the Hill vibes to, to the max, Crazy. and that that whole section gave me such. A lot of this game actually reflects a lot oh of the Silent God. Hill franchise, but the hotel was like the hotel, and like even I love the difference between when you were Saga and the way that was handled from the detective mode standpoint, yeah. and when you were Alan and how that was handled from a plot rewriting standpoint was fucking amazing. Because it made you miss the other. So you, you wanted to kind of bounce between them. I think part of me wants to play the game where I play all of Saga. And then I go play all of Alan. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like this game was written like Memento. And I feel like if you play it in a different order, you're going to consume it a different way. And I kind oh, of for want to sure. replay yeah. it. I want to replay it now just to see if that would be the case. Speaking of which, have you have you ever watched? Has anyone here? Has everyone here watched Memento? Does everyone know what that movie is? Yeah, I, I know. It. I've never watched it. Josh, total sidebar. I know. Make some time, I know the whole like. Thing. 
ASAP. Like, but, possibly tonight. Yeah, like, if you can squeeze it in before you go to bed. No. Um, uh, no joke, I have watched that movie backwards, scene for scene. Not backwards like it's rewinding the dialogue, but you know what I'm saying. Each scene yeah. playing before the last. Do it. It's fucking how weird. Do you, how do you do that? Is there a way to it do It was that on... So I think I have the DVD version. There's one DVD version that has the... It just It's called, like, the rewind mode. Can I borrow just, that? Let me check if mine has it, and then okay. yeah, if it does, if not, if search not, on I'll Amazon. A there's a there's a version sounds, of it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah I bet you it's on YouTube by now. Oh yeah, that's true too. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's the way you consume that fucking story. We all, I think, did it differently too, which is so cool. I was one of the players that went back and forth constantly. Like so I would kind of wait till I was a little not even one. tired. I never got tired, but it was more that I missed like you said, the other side, and I'd want to switch back, and I kept doing that, but that would be really cool to, to stick to one. The and all the tie-ins to the universe, holy shit. Like, the, I watched, and, and I remember going through this, and Alan's like, do you remember who this is? Do you remember who this is? I'm like, no, I don't. So I went and watched a 12-minute GameSpot video. Oh, Atis. Top, like, absolutely top shelf, because it explained Alan Wake 1, Alan Wake American Nightmare, and Control. And it went through all the things that were important. He's done a games. summary on two, by the way. I don't know if I, I mentioned that. that to you. You sent yeah. it to me. Watch that. Phenomenal. Once I watched that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Ati's this weird fucking janitor that shows up everywhere. It's like, like a celestial being. And like, oh, yeah, Scratch. I forgot what Scratch meant. Yeah. And oh, yeah, fucking Tom. What was his name? Tom, the fucking um, uh, oh, scuba um, diver dude. I don't know why I'm also blanking Thomas out of the four of us. Tom Sane. Yes, Jesus. The whole Thomas Zane thing, I was like, that was a huge part of one that I completely forgot about. Yeah. And like oh, being I reminded of all that. Me. Oh my God. It's just like, and it's a spot. The whole, the whole idea of a spiral and not a loop is mind blowing. Cause as soon as he said it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I do like that last line that that's such a great way to almost like tie it back to the first scene while simultaneously going in its own metaphor of like no mm. well, we're actually not tying back to the first game we're going for we're going down yeah. down down yeah and it, it, it's or up it's up up great. or yeah well that's it josh did you was it you that didn't watch the movie i haven't seen the 16 minute movie yet oh okay what yeah they, no, man, man, I didn't think they so. totally missed the whole short film in the cinema and the the i think i mentioned this to you it's easily missable but i i, I, I mentioned the whole yeah. the whole uh ending to the film was the 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 lead in the film comes to the same conclusion of it's not um it's not a loop it's a spiral so there's an added layer of like every that short film could probably be dissected a million different ways but it, it's really cool that it ends the same way so when that you have that final climax of him coming to the realization it's like what is the future of this story if it didn't have the imagery it did, I'd say watch that before bed. But, like, maybe don't. Because <laughs> it's dark, yeah. Okay, so Memento, then watch the 16-minute <laughs> short film. And then if you can find Memento in reverse before you go to bed tonight. And just then we'll do quick. this podcast all over again. <laughs> yes. Because we're talking about Alan Wake. <laughs> well, yeah, start from the beginning. And then play like, the game again because you're going to need the context of what you got. You need the context. Yeah. Yeah. Like one sense. and control. And, yeah, <laughs> play all those games again. Like... It's very interesting seeing a game that is so clearly written by one dude. Like, it's not actually written by one dude, but yeah. you could see that it's his, like, brainchild to the point where you're like, oh, this, like, he's playing, he's playing um, Casey. You're like, 
this isn't as like tongue in cheek as we think. Like this whole like like um, Sam Lake being in the game is like so much more literal than we think. Mm. Of like him literally, you know, he is the writer of the game, but he's also the villain because the like Scratch is the villain, but also Alan is Scratch, and like all this like <laughs> yeah. just like just just keep going, just keep going. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, this this like honestly a lot of this probably just comes from his head and he's like it's just so good to see a game that doesn't give a shit about being like i don't know like linear like being like yeah like like being like digestible in a way that'll be consumed by the masses like yeah it's a third person shooter that you is horror based like yeah you could say those are two giant mediums but not all of them have a big musical sequence in between not all of them have like just long ramblings like not all of them inject humor in the same way that sam does and just seeing alan wake 2 just constantly constantly like take you back and be like no no you think you know this is going no 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 but not like an obnoxious way but in a way where you're like wait what like like whenever you get to a screen that says end of chapter you're like oh Oh, and then you know the music's coming and it's the most fucking blissful moment of your life one thing i want to say on josh's point there is that it's one of those things where this entire game when you really think about it could have just been all the changes and all the craziness could have been alan scratching shit out and rewriting it Mm-hmm. And we were experiencing that being played out. And when I thought mm. through that lens, I'm like, oh, my God. It's fucking I, oh, my. I Full vulnerability. I don't. And you're gonna, everyone's going to call me an idiot. I was like, why is this name Scratch? And then, like, it hit me. And I was like, I'm, like, brain dead. Like, I'm, like, unwell. <laughs> like, but to be fair, it's easily well, missable. It's That's why it's important to watch the, the GameSpot thing if you didn't well, play yeah, the first I, game. They don't touch on it a whole bunch in the game. Yeah, one of the biggest things, too, is not just the meta-narrative about, like, the writer within the writer, but it feels like the entire concept of, like, building a story about a writer who's trying to write something and his ideas are coming to life is just Sam Lake writing about his own struggles with writer's block and his own issues and, like, how he goes about creating things and the dynamic that he has with the things that he's created and he's making um, Max Payne and those kind of things and, like, how those things come back with his face out there. It's it's so much of a deep dive into this single person's psyche and their day-to-day life and their mind that I don't think you get in, in many games. Like, it's, it seems like a wholly unique experience to this, this one specific story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's not, like, afraid to, like, poke at almost, like, holes or corniness about himself as, like, a writer, too. Like, there's a point where um, Saga, like, like when she gets like the darkness in her kind of thing um uh where like she's like oh like another white guy writing like 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 trying to control me this and that yeah i'm like at first i i had this conversation with dylan and i was like it felt kind of out of place because i was like she's never had that struggle where she was like you know she's very successful at her job she's very like she she's in like a position of power this and that and i was like this isn't about her at all. This is about Sam Lake again. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my god, it's because this is like a, a criticism that he would probably get, and it's like a relatively valid one too, where it's like, and he's like calling himself out in that way through the direct character, which is just paralleling the relationship. <laughs> it goes, it goes like, deep. So he, many layers. he even put himself in the game beyond yeah. playing the character as himself, 
when he's tied up in that chair scared for his life and he ends up running away like that whole sequence like i mean you can interpret that fucking any which way you want but yeah this game it, to all our points like we're going to be talking about it for years and it, it's just like um like what brian said with the original metal gear rewind back to when that fucking came out i'm still looking back at like okay what the fuck happened in that game and then we have two three four and five and how all those affect the narrative we were told in one just like the connected universe is doing with alan wake 2 now and we're going to get control 2 in the future and whatever they end up doing with their new ips that hopefully tie into the whole universe they have just built this incredible like absolutely i don't know addictive thing like i'm so obsessed with control and the idea of having this bureau that looks after all of their future ips that they could create whatever the fuck they want and it can be the weirdest thing and it's like yeah no they've they've built the world to be this weird thing and don't worry control's gonna look after it and then when the control three comes out you'll it'll be fine yeah and it's such a fucking (laughs) cool way and i i also think they used the right amount of control in Alan Wake 2. They didn't like they didn't mesh it together where it overtook the narrative. It influenced it too heavy. It was just enough. You got that little bit that control tower where they're like feeding, you know, there's an AWE going on here and the repairman comes and that's your first like, oh, this is this is fucking cool. There's like documents from the Federal Bureau of Control and the condescending where did you okay can you please explain where you got that josh (laughs) yeah 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 of course i 3d printed this yeah (laughs) that's awesome that is so cool (laughs) i've been hide that shit from us you you were holding that earlier and we're like what the fuck is that what are you talking about (laughs) i uh i might need you to uh three how much does material cost i might need you to 3d 3D print me one of these bad boys everyone will get one of these don't you (laughs) commemorative token for the hundredth episode to add on to what you're saying like they don't waste your fucking time and i appreciate Mm -hmm. that like they're not like oh although meanwhile at the fbc yeah, there was too, yeah. Much, there was too much dude dick for the first little while of that game. You know what I mean? Oh, but it was a little bit of waste time. It, it was a ballsy <laughs> move to open up on a huge hairy man's ass. That was that was, yeah, that was the was first super, thing. It was super intriguing though. Like it was unexpected. You yes. expected oh, yeah. to play this game. You're like, we're gonna play a saga. We're gonna play Island Wake. This is what I know is gonna <laughs> it's, happen. That's true. That's and true. Honestly, like as much as I was the entire first 10, 15 minutes, I was thinking, why am I just walking around <laughs> as this hairy dude naked in the forest? The questions that put in my head and the intrigue that that built yeah. was so much more important than just having like, okay, we're playing a saga and she's going off in the yeah. forest to investigate a murder. Yeah, it, it it gripped me even though it's something that you you wouldn't normally be affected by. Was, the the oh, back geez. hair on PC was rendered brilliantly, <laughs> like the ass hairs. It was all just next level. Like it couldn't get over. Was it, it blowing? Was it billowing in the wind as he walked? All the <laughs> probably. I don't really remember, but yeah, probably. It, it was a great intro. Like, I love yeah. that. Like, sure, if, if that means that's what I love in an intro, sign me up then. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it, it got me about. where I was like, who the hell is this? And then, the like, you find out it's very Nightingale intriguing. from, like, the first yeah. game. And you're like, wait a second. Because, like, I, I went through all of the, the recaps and stuff. And I was like, wait, Nightingale? Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. So but it's cool. like, it doesn't waste your fucking time being, like, 
remember control uh, remember alan wake they're like no okay alan what happened just forward like, oh, yeah I've been here i've been here and i've been here and it's it's only- not a lot of exposition it, yeah. it's not a lot of exposition on like okay here's a scene now we're just going to tell you as the audience what happened in these previous games so you're up to speed and then we'll move forward they just keep moving forward like they oh, yeah. just keep fucking the train going and you're like uh, if you're i mean i i was obsessed with the first one control was still to this day one of my favorite games so i felt like i was pretty prepped but even i did like research and watch these videos that brian's talking about going in so that once it happened like i'm wondering someone who has absolutely no idea like they don't even know what alan wake is and they just pick up alan wake 2 i'm curious how that that works for a person like that and i'm hoping it's just as intriguing to cause them to go back and retroactively look into all this shit you know what I mean? Because it's that interesting. I think a big thing that helped out this game in terms of it making sense and then not having to have a lot of exposition was the um, was the mind place, where everything that yeah. happened that was important, you could go it's back so and you saw it there again. And it was reiterated it and you could always go back to it. It was done in such a dynamic way where it made sense within the story, but it also reinforced, hey, there's like 18 different things going on, but here's how it all makes sense. And you can visualize it and see it. And for me, I've followed this story as complex as it is. I've followed it better than a lot of other stories that I've experienced. And I think that that's a huge reason why. It's yeah, genius. It, the way it makes it, it so digestible. And like the fact that like it's not only kept to that one board, but it's like pretty much all there. Then you can go to the profiling, which mm-hmm. oh my god, the voice cast in this is amazing. And the fact that the only person that got nominated was Saga, I was like. Really? I know. There's so much good here. Like, Saga, yeah, she, she did great. I, I I love Saga as a character as well. But I was like, really? Like, that's it? Like, even, like, uh, what is it? Yo- Yoko and um, they were the, brothers. the brothers. The brothers, yeah. Yes. Yako. No, Ilma. Ilmo. Ilmo, yeah. And then when you got, like, their dark version of them, I, like, lost my mind. I was like, these guys have range. And the commercials. The commercials are are next level great. I'm drinking wine like an asshole. Yeah, (laughs) turtleneck or or whatever the fuck he says. I was like, this is an instant classic line I will never forget. The the arc that they go through of like this innocent brother who's like just doing these funny commercials and then just like, can, can we go into any spoilers in this? Or like, I guess... I mean, we can hint at it. It basically shows them. You're like, oh, are you the bad guys? And then they're not, but then maybe they are. And all these revelations was, come about. The whole, the, place, yeah. the entire scene in the jail, when we finally Ooh. see for the very first time Scratch come to light in the real world. That's as spoiler free as I can get. Mm-hmm. That stands <laughs> we, as we one of like my... A spoiler section of like 10 minutes so we can talk about spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Do we have the time? How late do you guys want to stay up? It's it's <laughs> like past midnight right hours. now. It's been like a three hour show. Um, I I just... That scene stands out in my head. It, that That's something I'll never forget. Like when I think of all the, the old games that I've kept in the back of my mind is like those are my favorite games and here are all the moments that stand out to me. That jail scene, man. And, and is it... Ilmo or Yako, I forget who kind of is involved in that scene. So. Fuck. <laughs> they're both they're both there, but um yeah, let's not talk about what happens. It's intense. It's really cool. There's a cool gameplay section that follows. 
it the pacing of this game is just so well done so to where I never was bored. Like I don't even backtracking. I know Derek and I did a ton of backtracking. Did did both of you go and get a lot of the collectibles or did you kind of just play through oh, yeah. and, and summarize yeah? Yeah, well, with the way you went to get the bolt cutters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See that that's so weird. Cause it's like the game's not actually that big. It, it's like it, it's from like like if you really think about it, there's only like four areas four areas but they're like dense like they're mm-hmm. thick and it's all it's all killer no filler kind of thing yeah where you're like these are realized areas and it's the same with the cast it's not a big cast but you're like oh my god like each of these people are like pretty thick like the only ones that i can really think of that i'm like what were you doing again is that couple at the beginning that sees nightingale uh, but like they're kind of just oh yeah to yeah introduce yeah. the profiling mechanic yep but like other than that it's like a really good cast that's like intertwined like that like the old lady like i was mm, cynthia away. cynthia man the 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 light lamp lamp lady lamp lady lamp lady yeah fuck i haven't jumped that hard enough in the library at the at home the window, right oh. yeah oh that yes. was horrifying no one saw that coming and again brilliant wow amazing it, it, it's just it shows like that that team at remedy is like yeah we could do action but also remember remember where we came from. Like, <laughs> like, all the fucking the- jump scares with her every time it happens like numerous times every single mm-hmm. time like i'm sitting here all the lights are off i'm in my chair like right up against the screen and just fucking tension of like <laughs> josh was actually over and i was trying to recreate i was like man there's some jump scares where i really like and i tried to reenact a jump scare and i tossed my controller across the entire room i'm like oh. well, I, th- I think that was one of the biggest things about it was that it's not so much that there's always combat because it's very mm-hmm. sparse it's just the fact that there could could always be combat and you're yeah. always on your yeah. toes of like something could happen at all times but it often doesn't and that makes when it does happen even more surprising and even yes. more nerve-wracking. Well, one thing I want to say, because, Brian, you had mentioned about the combat, and you kind of preferred if they went a different route with the whole, like, shielding of light and all that. I actually really liked... In the first Alan Wake, it got really tough. It, when you had two, three enemies, it became almost impossible. That game was pretty frustrating if you go back and try and play it. I thought they did really fucking well here, where that system, that mechanic of being like okay i have three people you got one of the fucking dudes running around throwing like knives at you which was actually pretty tough to avoid and then two others slowly charging you that little mechanic of like how many charges do i have i can only fight one at a time i cannot take them all on unless i have like a flare but even that is it's just going to break the shield it's not going to demolish them unless you have like the maybe one reserve of the flash gun right like the way that they did that i thought was really fucking cool and compared to one it's not the most advanced combat system but to derek's point of it being spared and you know you go through the game and it's just very rarely you never know when it's going to happen but then it does and you have this cool thing of like well fuck like i i really gotta think about how i'm gonna take on just two three enemies like it becomes pretty overwhelming quick I, I totally, totally agree. Something to remember, one was never supposed to be a survival horror game. It was an action True. game. Yeah. Like, it's like, I remember when they announced Alan Wake 2, they're like, we're doing survival horror. And it was like, what? Like, like not, not like a, like, they can't do it. But it was like, A, hopping off control. B, 
Uh, have you guys gone back to play Alan Wake One? Have you have you done the? We all we all got the remaster okay, when it dropped. Yeah. yeah, it's very much a product of its time. Like yeah. it's like yeah, the mandatory sections, a lot of combat. Like it's like it ends up it it, it it's very much an Xbox three sixty game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's like just to see the stark difference here, moving to survival horror. I don't know about uh, any of you, but I honestly didn't engage with combat a lot by the end. Because yeah. I didn't have to. And, like, mm. you get pretty damn good at that dodge. You can dodge. Uh, yeah. You can dodge, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the dodge clutch. There was, there was areas where you didn't have a lot of batteries, and it was just like, mm-hmm. there's no option here. You just have to scurry out of there. But that make that leans it more into survival horror. You're not supposed to have exactly. a ton of ammo. I like the, the variety of weapons, too. Like, to Alan's mm. point, flares, flare gun, flashlight. Like, you had a bunch of different options, which was cool. If, yep. if, if I had any nitpicks, it'd be that the game is kind of easy towards the end, like you said, not engaging with combat. By the time I finished the game, I was absolutely stacked with yeah, items. Same. I played the entire game on hard, like the hardest difficulty you can play it on. And by the end of it, I had like 15 flares, I had just tons of bullets, tons of charms. I was stacked with items. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I have to start just using like this giant like rocket-powered flare because I just want to get rid of it because I need the inventory <laughs> space. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. a survival horror game shouldn't really result in the end game being just like blasting through because you have to yeah. or you want to but it's um small little nitpick well they do have what is it the they're calling it the nightmare mode whatever it ends up being there's there's going to be a harder difficulty maybe i'm excited that will satisfy it um i'm hoping it gives here's us a little one more flare, derek best of luck here's your one <laughs> yeah, yeah what the whole game you can use it one fucking time she's <laughs> <Just> gotta run <laughs> Oh, but goddamn, man, what a game. Absolutely yeah. deserving Brilliant. of thing. I don't know if it's going to win at, like, the Game Awards. I really hope it does, but I also hope that Baldur's Gate wins. So I will be happy either way. Um, but, yeah, that that is our top 10, I guess, top uh, 18 with the, uh, the random games there that kind of leaked in. 19 with Lethal Company. Um, 100 episodes. Hell, yeah. Wow. Hey, three the, three hours. Alan, this this one. For, so one. Thank you, guys. Alan. You're the only one who's done a hundred episodes. That's true. Wow. Because I haven't been on all of them, and Derek and Josh have both been on ones, but I haven't. And I've been on with Josh, and I've been on with Derek. But That's true. I haven't been here for different reasons. Well, and I I even you're did one. Only. I did one by myself, which was a very That's interesting right. experience, and I think it went actually that. pretty decent. I remember uh, that. It was a good episode. But hey, I was telling Josh, this whole thing started because I didn't know what to do during COVID. And I it originally started with, I kind of wanted to do like a clothing brand, but for like gaming culture, if that makes any sort of sense. Like that was where it got birthed from. And here we are. So I don't know where the fuck this is going to be like a year, two years, whatever from now. It might be dead. It might grow into something else. But it's kind of fucking cool that we did 100 episodes, that we just talked for three hours about our favorite games from this year. So round of applause for everybody without waking up your significant other. I, I fully Grayson, thought you were just going to launch like a clothing line. <laughs> I would have bought some clothing. Listen, Grayson doesn't like how much we swear. It's like, Daddy, why is why are you and Zio swearing so much? And I'm like, well. In person or on the podcast? Is he, on the podcast does he listen podcast. to the show? <laughs> He does. Well, you go into his room, car. he has a little boombox, and he's just listening to every episode. No, so what happens is we go in the in. car. We go in the car, and he's like, Daddy, I want to hear you and Zio on the radio. That's cute. So I turn cute. on the podcast, and we listen to it. He's like, oh, oh, 
why are you guys swearing so much? <laughs> no. I'm like, listen, those are those are our words, not yours. So continue. On. The other when we were over at your house, and he, I don't know what he said. I'm just paraphrasing where he, you said for fuck's sakes on something, and he was just he said it back, and both you and Cheryl were like, you do not say that word. He's like, well, Dad says it all the fucking time, and I'm like, <laughs> like no. that's that's great. Yeah. It's just do as I say, not as I do type situation. No, whatever. It's just a swear. Yeah. Well, thank you all for doing this. Uh, it's after midnight as of recording, so I know some of us have to work. I, I don't, uh, but I know, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you for doing this. Um, that's going to be it from us for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening, as always, for the last 100 episodes. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.